0: What is up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar with the great Kanguru Gurinu Gurachi, also known by some as Rugby League Guru. Make sure to follow the Guru on Instagram, on Facebook, subscribe to his podcast, one of the great Rugby League podcasts on all good podcasting apps. Huge announcement, guys, huge announcement. Bloke merch, the first of the year, dropping March the 7th at 7pm New South Wales time. We will announce the designs of them over the next few days on Instagram, but I'm telling you, you are going to love this. This is it's probably, our, in my opinion, one of our best designs we've done. Limited supply for Bloke Club members only. Go to www.bloke.club. Join up. It's free. Takes 20 to 30 seconds. There's no credit card input. None of that nonsense. It's completely free. The merchandise is for Bloke Club members only. It is not available to the public. Next week, the 7th, 7 p.m new south wales time limited amount guys as you know it sells out really quickly so if you want 2020 2022 round one merch make sure to be here because once we do the round one merch of the 2022 it will stay that next year 2023 it'll be different so if you want to get 2022 round one merch be there or be square but as usual let's get straight into it baby
1: just a bloke in a bar
0: what is up ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of bloke in a bar the trials are done and dusted but i have a huge announcement kangaroo a huge announcement merch dropping next week the 7th so that's seven days from now monday at 7 p.m new south wales time new merch drop and you guys are going to love this merch drop we'll probably in the next few days we'll put up pictures so you can see what the the, the uh the shirts are but they're different they're uh, i think Guru, you know what this show is going to be. What I had a little think?
2: sneak peek and I'm a little bit excited just yeah, this I think is, they're going
0: to be the goods. Mate, if you love footy, this, is right, this alley, is right up your alley, right up your alley. But I'll, I'll save the suspense for when we put the picture up of the uh, the shirt. So 7 pm New South Wales time, it's for bloke club members only. So go to bloke.club, join up. It's completely free. You don't put any details or anything like that, completely free. You just sign up with your email address, all that kind of stuff. It takes 20 seconds. And the shirts and the merchandise, all the merchandise is for Bloke Club members only uh, next Monday, 7 p.m. New South Wales time. As usual, guys, get in quick. We never know how these launches are going to go. Sometimes they sell out in 24 hours. Sometimes it's in five minutes. So if you want the the 2022 round one season merch, be there Monday, 7 p.m. New South Wales time uh i cannot wait to show you guys this is probably this might be my favorite drop it might be my favorite drop but we've got the great gurino kanguru here Gurachi. how was your weekend big fella
2: yeah good mate uh plenty of footy on i sat there on saturday afternoon and when the two o'clock game got cancelled i kind of had a little tantrum to myself yeah i was filthy my missus sort of went are you for real <laughs> you got six hours of footy coming your way and you're yep. having a tanty about the 2 p.m game getting pushed back and i sort of had a little moment of reflection yep. but that's how excited I am, mate. Great great games are footy on the weekend, too. It, you know what?
0: I, I feel like, and I, I, just off memory, I don't feel like trials have ever been this high quality. I really don't. I feel like the players are getting so skillful now. Like, we watched the Eels game, and the lack of handling errors by a team that was fully throwing the pill around was super impressive. You go back to the All-Star game. I mean, a lot of the, the games like um, Rabidos versus Dragons, they were up in the high 70s for completion rate. For a trial match... That's,
2: uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and I mean, you've got to also consider most of it was played underwater this weekend. You've also got to consider that these guys that are coming in as reserve graders, they haven't played as much rugby league over the last few years as what they should have. So the quality we're getting is incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, especially like in the weather, you know, like it wasn't like a dry track and we could be sitting here going, oh, it's perfect weather for footy and that. Most games were torrential rain. If not torrential rain, it had just rained, which makes the ball even more sticky. So, mate, the quality of footy, and I just think that Fox League putting the trials on is so cool because you really get to see the next generation and you, as a fan that may not have time to look through programs of Q Cup or may not have time to watch Queensland Cup, you get to watch some absolute guns coming through and in 10 years time as we spoke about last week you look back man remember when he was just a young fella coming through he was a bit skinnier a bit less confident his hairstyle is probably shit compared to what it is in 10 years time um so yeah really exciting times i absolutely loved it uh now some stores in the spotlight for bloke and a bar beer guys get around it get around it matter of fact from march 1st from march 1st we will be in every single iga that sells alcohol every single celebrations and every single bottle in new south wales and I- act so celebrations bottle and iga celebrations bottle and iga now we got uh, put into a program that's with alm so we need if you love bloke beer or you're gonna try it or you're a fan of the show and you do drink beer we need your support Go down, grab a case, go to your local. We need you to get into celebrations, bottle our IGA because if we go really well here in New South Wales and ACT, they're going to put us in every single one of those stores across the entire country, entire country. And if that happens, that takes Bloke and a Bar to a whole new level and gives us way more resources to do the coolest shit you've ever seen. Um, and that's just being completely transparent. That's being, you know, If the beer goes well, the sports network goes well. That's If the beer goes shit, the sport network stop existing. So... That's just, Mate, that's completely transparent. So Celebrations, IGA and Bottle O, every single one in New South Wales and ACT from March 1st. But the stores in spotlight this week are Barong Bowls Club, uh, Barong Bowls Club, the Imperial Hotel, Maitland Hotel, on tap there. So it's on tap at the Imperial Hotel at Maitland Hotel. DY Hotel, Paul's Liquor, all stores. So every single store for Paul's Liquor. Taree West. Food and Liquor, The Great Taree. That's Latrobe Stopping Grand isn't Littrell it?
2: That's Territory, yeah. Uh,
0: Taree West, Food and Liquor, The Packingham Bottolo in Victoria, Louis Liquor Barn Cairns, Reef Gateway Early Beach, Charlie's Superstore Gimpy, Celebrations Bocarina Beach, Currumbin Tavern, Redland RSL Club, On Tap in Redland RSL Club. Again, Celebrations, Bottolo and IGA in every single one, New South Wales, ACT, if you love the content please get out there because if we go well here it changes everything for us it truly changes everything um, and as always appreciate your support but let's get into the news let's get into the news so report last week came out that the broncos have offered One cobo roughly 330k a year extension from 2023 now this is all reportedly the only concerning thing about this is is if it's the report is usually an exaggeration of how much they're offering so for them to say 330k for Selwyn Cobbo, over three years, after 2023, that's a really conservative, like that must be the, the well, not must be the figure, but Guru, you've been around for a while. Kanguru, you've
2: been around for a while. They usually exaggerate contract numbers, correct? Yeah, they're normally blown out of proportion. And geez, if it's 330K a year, he might have a cardboard cutout as his manager, just quietly, oh. that's just, I mean, hold under well Brisbane if they get it. Well, Brisbane apparently confident out. gets done very soon. If it does, absolute bargain. If it does,
0: it might be this. It, it's almost on the level of Payne Haas signing that six-year deal. But look what's happened with the Payne Haas situation. Yep. Look with the, where we find ourselves, where you know there's so much going on with him. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo, as a Broncos fan, please, dear God, sign for 330K a year. Please. As a Selwyn fan, bro, <laughs> uh, you're worth more than 330K a year. Uh, I know he's still young. I know he's still got a lot to prove. You know, we saw on the weekend his attack was brilliant, some of the defensive stuff in fullback play he needed to work on. But I think we can all see what this kid can be. Uh, 330K a year for essentially the next five years. So he's got 2022, so he's probably on minimum right now, I'd assume, so 125 or 100. 2023, let's say he's on 150. So on Cobo for the next five years to be on 330K, it almost seems like impossible. Like it almost seems that – like. It it almost seems like the NRL would step in and go, like, that's way undervalued. Not that they would. Um, In saying that, if the Broncos can do it and someone doesn't care about money and he more cares about the team and he more cares about, you know, taking the club to a a whole new level and fair play to him, like respect to him. Um, But 330K seems extremely low.
2: I mean, in a world where the Broncos are paying him that in three years' time when he's got experience, he's been through the highs and the lows absolute bargain. Yeah. It's scary to think about what they could do with the rest of their side then mm. uh, if you do manage to lock Selwyn up and then, you know, we've spoken about it a little bit whether it's a KP, a Munster, one of these guys it's going to leave a fair whack of cash there to be able to grab someone, which is sort of, you've spoken about it before, it's what the Roosters sort of did with Radley and Cam Murray as well mm. um, had them cheap for a long time so, yeah, I, I just I don't understand how this can be correct, to be yeah. honest with oh, I'm you. With it you. puzzles me when
0: I saw it, I mean, as usual in the article, it said million-dollar contract. And they, make, they say that to make it sound like, oh, shit, a million dollars. And then you go, oh, it's a three-year extension. That means it's about $333,000 a year. Um, what's interesting is like last year, I was like saying, as soon as I saw someone, I was saying, we need to extend him right now, right now. And, you know, a lot of people in the comments are like, he's already locked up to two thousand twenty three, And I'm like, yeah, but you don't get it. You want to get him now because he's just grateful to be getting a crack in first grade. That's what uh, Cam Murray got signed on a four-year deal like in his first few games. Victor Radley, the similar situation. I think Victor Radley even before. He's, he. And so you need to identify these guys and go, wow, there's something special about this kid. We take a bit of a risk on him. Put it this way. If you had offered him that after his first grade debut, I reckon he takes it. And I reckon it's a good bargain for both people.
2: Mate, I would still sit here and think, for his potential, I reckon that's unders. Considering you're going to 2026, it's a long way away. Like, mate, I, I reckon a year ago, this deal would have been really good for Brisbane. Now, it is just an absolute gold mine.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what I was saying. Yeah. A year ago, I was saying, we need to lock this guy up. Because in I know what it's like to be a rookie. I know what it's like to be a rookie. And you're just so grateful to be there. And so in awe of, like, I'm wearing a Broncos jersey. You don't you don't have enough self-belief – not self-belief, but you don't rate yourself so highly. You're not so arrogant to believe that you deserve a 500K contract when you've just got your first-grade debut. Um, and so I, that's, that's why I said in that first year, lock him up immediately for another four or five years. This guy, you can clearly tell by the way he plays. Same situation with Reese Walsh. Same situation. Before he played NRL, if he, if he wants to play NRL and, – and I'll go back up old, Graham – but this, what happened with Reese Walsh was – it wasn't about the money, it was about, Broncos said to him that he wasn't ready for first grade and he thought he was ready for first grade. If I'm the Broncos back then, and I said this when it all happened, I go and I sit down and I go, okay, do we have a specialist fullback for the next 10 years? Jermaine Osako has been trying to mold himself into a fullback and you know, he has, has some solid games for sure. But is he our fullback for the next 10 years? If he was, you'd think that he would have landed that spot at least 12 or 16 months ago. Um, That's where you make the risky play of going, you know what, Reese? if you re-sign, we'll start you the season. You get him to re-sign, he goes four games, you see how he goes. Because if Jermaine Osako, you can always put him on the wing. But let's say Jermaine gets upset or pissed off or or whatever. That's the risk you have to take to keep a guy like Reese Walsh because you know he's a specialist fullback and he has such good talent and you haven't had a specialist fullback. Darius Boyd has gone two years ago or whatever it was um, and they let him go. They let him go. Imagine the Broncos side right now with a Reese Walsh in it at the back there. Uh, Selwyn. And, and I mean,
2: have they learnt from their mistakes? I mean, if I'm if I'm Selwyn look, looking at that offer, I guarantee you there would be at least thirteen other clubs that would be willing to top that.
0: What do you reckon? Oh, we spoke about this off air. I honestly reckon Selwyn could get five hundred to six hundred, conservatively. At a lot of clubs right now.
2: Mate, you're paying 500 for consistent back rowers at the moment. Mm. This guy's a needle mover. Whether we like it or not, certain positions have more value in a football team. Absolutely. They they, they, they impact the result more. Tell me about it. i was He's, on fucking 50 grand my whole fucking career. <laughs> he plays a position, or he will play a position of fullback, mm. where he will directly impact the result each and every week. Like you, you, you really consistent back rowers. You consistent front rowers that are playing their role, but aren't moving the needle in that regard. Some of them are getting double this. Yeah. Realistically, sure. like, I just... I, I think you have to value positions a little bit differently. And the position that he plays, paired with the ability that he has, raw ability... Yeah. It's batshit crazy. I... Yeah. I I, I would be pushing that number way up if I was Brisbane. I'm worried that Selwyn might sort of look at this and go, are they for real? Mm. That's my worry. The other thing is, like... so. Maybe the Broncos are putting out we're confident. It's just all about the pressure
0: play of like you put that in the media then the kid may feel like, oh, fuck, I better take it. I don't want to upset, you know, the the club. And look, you know, we're speaking from a purely player perspective. We have to speak from the club's perspective. It's like, you know, they did give an opportunity. um, They have his best interest at heart, all that kind of stuff. And the the club, it doesn't want to pay overs because that's how they got in the mess that they were in. You know, a couple of years ago, we had to let go of all these players. So you can totally understand why the club is trying to do this. I just think it's probably 12 months too late. If he if he does re-sign for that, like fair play to Selwyn, like i got a lot of – like at least if he does re-sign for that, you know that he is truly there to change that club. He's truly there about the club and understanding he's taken a pay cut to build the Bron- Brisbane Broncos up. Um, but I just – I can't see him taking that. I can't. it just be – like because this isn't right now – this is 2024. So that would be his 2024 contract, Selwyn Cobo, when he's about 21 years old, 22.
2: And yeah. if Selwyn is, you know, a big enough Broncos man to take that, good on him. But I just think at some point over the next few years when they're ne- then going to be signing back rowers for 500K, surely he's no, going to look around off. the room, isn't he?
0: Well, I mean, surely Payne Huss was looking around the room oh. going, <laughs> look what I'm offering and I'm yeah. on 400K. Um, so, yeah, really interesting. I, again, I was just so surprised because I was like – Surely with an article, they would have inflated that number just to make it, because like a good, from a purely PR perspective, let's say I'm the Broncos and I'm trying to get him for cheap as possible. And, and plenty of clubs do this and it's just 101 footy. It's part of the game, no knock on anyone. You put it out that we're offering him 600K a year. You put it out there, leak it, no, no sources though. So that it puts pressure on, you know, from the public of like, what, he's not willing to take 600k a year. That's why I'm so surprised that the, the figure was so low because it's like there's no pressure on someone to take that.
2: It's not like the Broncos are no strangers to leaking things. Either. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, every club does it. It's just part of
2: the interest of the club. I mean, at 330k, if I'm Wayne Bennett and I don't manage to land a Walsh or a KP or a Munster... Fuck it, would be a good get for him to get the Broncos' well, next apparently, big thing.
0: Well, that's that's the, the word is is that they're trying to stave off uh, a Dolphins raid. They're trying to stave off a, a Wayne Bennett coming to him and saying... Mate, so that uh, would
2: be terrible PR. That would be oh, awful. Oh. There's the other side of that, that it would be the second Broncos fullback Peter O'Sullivan has taken from them, yep. Reese Walsh into Selwyn... The optics would be terrible if he ends up at the Dolphins. And oh man, yeah. So
0: really interesting. It was such an interesting article. Again, it's all reported. It's yep. all allegedly. So you know, don't take it to the bank. But where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, it would who doesn't believe that the Broncos are trying to re-sign Cobbo right now? They clearly are trying to re-sign him right now with a yep. new club coming to town after losing Reese Walsh. A lot of rumors that Reese Walsh is going to sign with the Dolphins, and like that's by proxy such a knock on the Broncos. You know, like, can you imagine Reese Walsh lining up for the Dolphins against the Broncos when the Broncos develop this guy and they tear it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so so there's guaranteed the Broncos are trying to re-sign him, but we just don't know how much this... um, Sometimes I, I wonder with the Broncos, it's like, are they so in their own world that they don't... Like, to them, they're like young kid coming through... This is a good offer. Like, for example, Selwyn Cobber coming through 2006, 2007. It's a great offer. It's like, mate, you're a part of a premiership winning... Like, you,
2: we are the best club in the comp. The landscape has changed, do you Do you think that that could be... Yeah, I think that could be part of it. I mean, you'd know more about than me if it's the same heads that are in, in these chairs making these decisions. But, I mean, as you said, if you would have done this in 06, 07, it is a different situation, but... It's a bargain. No, I no, mate, it's, it's a bargain, even, yeah, but... Selwyn would also go fuck you know what I'll play Origin here I could win comps here respectfully and even more so after what we've seen the last two or three weeks that's not the landscape of the Brisbane Broncos right now and and
0: that's what I mean like do you feel and this is like I'm biased obviously biased towards the Bronco but do you feel from an outside looking in that they're using their history in the wrong moment they're using the club's pre-art history and not realising that we're so far beyond that right now as a club that that you can't afford to be offering a Selwyn Cobbo this kind of money
2: Selwyn hasn't seen Brisbane win a premiership. Yeah, fuck. They're not. I, the, when was the, he born?
0: Would have been like two thousand and three or something like that. So well, yeah,
2: it would have been. He, it would have been before he was at school. Yeah, last yeah. Time so I he wouldn't him. have seen. So it. he hasn't seen them win a yeah. premiership. Yeah. The way that I grew up looking at the Broncos was, they're in a grand final every third year. Yeah. They've got. An absolutely stacked team. The Broncos team is the Kangaroos team in a different jersey. Mm. It's not that anymore. No. It's not. How many players played Origin for Queensland last year from the Crazy. Broncos? Yeah,
0: it's, it's, it's bizarre. It's, um, I mean, it's not bizarre. It's, it's where we're at right it's now. It's where you're at. It's yeah. the
2: reality of your situation.
0: Yeah. Very interesting. Really interesting. I hope that it's just, um, you know, they've just thrown a figure out there and it's some journalist that doesn't really know footy that much maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Again, and no, I don't know who wrote it, wrote it, so maybe they do, but – um, hopefully that figure is incorrect And we're looking more towards the You know 400 first year 500 second year You know what I mean That That's That kind of figure I can see mm. Okay maybe he can take it It's homegrown to him He was a Broncos fan growing up um, But if they get him for 330 I tell you what if, Even if they get him for 450 a year I still think that's a steal I still think
2: it's a steal For sure He's got He's got more potential than most guys in this league In a key position
0: Yeah Like totally. And what's really interesting with a guy like Selwyn is, so the Wynnum trial to, not this year, but last year, he wasn't a part of the Broncos squad. And I just put up, and Reece Walsh went really well in that trial. And I was like, you know, Reese Walsh killed it, Rara killed it. And then the amount of people that were like, Selwyn Cobo killed it. And I was like, yeah, but he wasn't playing for the Broncos. Like, well, first of all, I looked at the Broncos side and I was like, I, I don't remember seeing him come through. And they're like, no, no, he was playing for Wynnum. And I went back and looked and I was like, holy shit. So that's how much, I guess... He wasn't even identified then yet i mean he may have come to some camps and all that stuff but he wasn't in the first grade squad at that stage or on the edges of it but that's how good he was in the trial where he would have been 17 years old probably yeah he's one of the best players on the field against the broncos you know squad uh so yeah and like just to
2: show you where he's at right now he's coming into first grade he hasn't played 50 games. Like he's playing first grader. I wouldn't say he's a first grader yet. Mm, no, no way. And, I mean, you look at the level that he's at. He's an established Q Cup player for me.
0: Mm.
2: And, mate, you go and have a look at what he did last year in the Queensland Cup.
0: Grand final like, That's where
2: he's going to be in three or four, sure. five years in the Broncos. Sure. And that's I think that's the way you've got to look at this contract. You're not you're not buying Selwyn for now. You are buying Selwyn for 2025. Absolutely. He's he an established first grader, and he's doing the shit that he's been doing in Queensland Cup taking the piss out of the competition to some extent.
0: Yep. I think, um, you know how last week we were talking about you want your stars to, when they get the ball in a trial, be like, they're a step above. Now, aside from two lapses in defence from Selwyn, uh, you know, one was miscommunication and then one was just poor positioning. Aside from those two things, he looked a level above for the Broncos. He was our best, one of our best um, against essentially a full-strength Cowboys side He's he's 19 years old. He's 18 years old. You know,
2: and and he looks good making. He he has to create things for himself at the yep. moment. I think once you get Reynolds and there is a bit more structure, yeah, he will just he will get good ball in such better positions with more options available to him. So, yeah, i, I, I yeah, we're both huge fans of yep. Selwyn. This is an absolute bargain if Brisbane come home with it. And if I was Selwyn and his management, I think I'd be looking around the room before I I'll oh. pen a paper here.
0: Wow, I mean, and it's not like his value is going to go down over the next year or two. Like, you could just say, no, we don't accept it. Mate, and
2: it's the NRL. If he plays terrible for the next year, people, I, P, clubs will sign him the year after off potential.
3: for that sure. They
2: can turn him around. It's the NRL. That's how it works.
3: Yeah. Uh, what do you got there, I was going to say, it was Pete Bedello wrote that who is like the top dog up in Brisbane. Okay, so. so
2: he knows what's going on. Yeah. Wow, wow. Even more interesting. What? That's... Three hundred and thirty k a year. I don't know. Maybe, yeah,
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we're wrong, Guru. No, it Kangaroo. doesn't.
2: Yeah, maybe we are. It wouldn't yeah. be the first time. Won't be the last time. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't add up to me. It doesn't does make not sense. Add up.
0: Um, so interesting to keep that. Um, keep tracking that. Now, huge blow for the Sharks. Huge blow. Cam McInnes uh, out for up to four weeks after a minor surgery on his knee. Is this concerning or is it just, you know, minor surgery, whatever?
2: It's hard to get a read on. I'll tell you what I found really interesting with this McKinnis situation, and maybe I'm out of touch with how it works, but he signed with Cronulla before a ball was kicked last year, then did his ACL. He pretty much did his whole recovery with the Dragons. Mm. I, I always found it strange. Why wouldn't the Sharks... Take him at that point To Mm. do his recovery If you know what I mean It's something that I found Really interesting last year I wonder if You know It seems strange to me That he's arrived there And then what Three weeks before the season Kicks off All of a sudden He needs to have a clean Out of his knee Mm. Doesn't it just seem A bit strange timing Like You'd know more about These injuries than me But it just seems Well he would have got all Scanned when he rocked up I don't understand how this is Yeah It just doesn't And like uh, You know I'm not sitting here saying That the Dragons didn't You know Put time and effort Into McInnes' recovery But Fuck it. The Sharks, I, th- I think, in general, they probably would have put... They got more incentive. They there. got more incentive to make the very best out of it and to not cut any corners whatsoever, you know? So so do you know that it's on the ACL knee? I believe so. That's from what I gathered. Okay. Um,
0: don't quote me on that. It could be just a... Um, you know, it could be his other knee. We. we...
2: I, I, I thought it was, but I'm not sure. Okay. Ho- ho- hopefully Maddie can find something like that. Yeah. But devastating for the Sharks um, for the first four weeks. Obviously, your spine is so important now. He was going to be there thirteen. I include your thirteen in your spine now. So for them to change it up for the first four weeks when they're already running with a halves combo that has got some question marks over it, mm. um, yeah. far from ideal. But just as, as a leader, especially in defence, you want Cam McInnes on the field. Imagine that. S- same knee. Same, same knee. knee. Yeah. I don't oh, understand wow. how that occurs. I don't. Yeah, it
0: know. does. So it's so what? It's like was it a re-injury? But it says clean out. Like oh, anyway, that's that's really strange. Um, you know, a, a, a Sharks pack with Fanukin and McInnes in it, like that is a fucking top-tier Sharks pack. So best wishes to McInnes. Hopefully it's no big deal. It's just a small clean-out and he'll be back ready. I mean, if there's one bloke that's going to rip and tear and train hard to get back, it'll be McInnes. Yeah. Now this next one, um, this to me was just really, really surprising. You know, we've had blokes like Trindle that are missing two weeks for a, a head high that was – the guy was falling into his shoulder – is it 2 weeks he's missing Trindle? Yep, 2 weeks. Um, you know, then we had Tyrell Fui Maono who, you know, don't get me wrong, was definitely worse than the Collins uh, on Hastings. Um so Collins does a cannonball tackle and, on Hastings and it was super dangerous. Um and and I think it was just purely fatigue like he's just he's just not thought and just gone back to his, you know, two or three years ago when this was totally fine. Anyway, so he does a cannonball tackle on Hastings and only gets a fine. This I don't understand, and I, we won't spend too long on this because we don't want to be too negative with refs. And well, this isn't even a ref; this is a judiciary. I don't get that.
2: And I think this would have been a really good opportunity for the NRL to go heavy on Collins and use him as an example to get this out of the game, because we have to. We have to get this out. I, I understand what you said. He's tied. He's going back two or three years. I think we need a line in the sand to say that sort of shit's out. It's not – I just – I can't understand how a guy can see a man in a two-man tackle attack the back of his knees when he's not watching, throw his body weight on him as a front rower going at a 5'8", and he gets a fucking fine. I just don't get it. I just – and that's nothing against Collins. I think he's a great player. I really like him. But it's that, it's that sort of stuff we've got to get out of rugby league. It's oh, for just, sure.
0: I, I totally I agree. Mean, I mean I, like, – I think Collins was just f- totally fatigued and yep. wasn't thinking – so let's we'll take out the Collins the player. Let's just look at the technique that was used. We gotta get rid of that. Like,
2: but I guarantee you, if you take instead of a fine, if you give him six weeks, I guarantee you Trent Robbins in his video sessions is going, hey, we cannot fucking do this. Yeah. We can't afford to do this. That's how you get these sort of things out of our game. I don't think a fine does it ju- justice at all. How to be is Tyrell
0: F- Fuimanos, who was still wrong? Bad technique, absolutely. But it happened like that. And it was In contact, like he swung around, blah, blah. How is that five weeks and Collins, which was an intentional decision, you know, I just, yeah, it was, I don't understand this. And this is, we're we're already starting in trials to have situations that's inconsistent. Can you imagine
2: uh, Anthony Griffin right now? Yeah, mate. He would would be fuming. Braden Trindle had a bloke trip into him. Yeah, trip into him. There was was no intent from Braden Trindle in that moment. For me... Collins, I think there was a bit of intent. I think he... Like, oh, I just don't understand. Once again, you know better than me. You've played the game. It all happens so fast. But I just don't understand how the mindset is to attack someone's legs when they're not watching. It's just fatigue, just, man. You're just yeah. fatigued.
0: So you just go... A lot of the time on the footy field, you don't even remember what happens. You're yeah. just like... You're just reacting. You're just reacting. And sometimes you can train so much at something, like whether it's wrestling or whatever. Like, for example, like even now... If, if I, like, got into contact with someone, like, chest tight, I would just – no matter how fatigued I was, my arms would immediately come to underhook. Mm. Immediately come to underhook. And I just think Collins was just really fatigued. It's Again, it's not saying that he shouldn't have not – like, I'm, I agree it, with it, you.
2: It's not a Collins problem. It's an NRL problem. Absolutely. But I think this is a good opportunity to really draw a line in the stand and solve it. We've done nothing. I mean, it would be interesting to see what happens if Hastings does an ACL or something in that moment.
0: What well, would happen
2: then? But like, that's the
0: concern. It's like we cannot judge – a judiciary finding on how injured the bloke got. Because then, then it's like, oh, okay, he didn't get injured, it's all good. The, the, the judiciary is there to clean the game up, not to protect people from being injured. And I
2: agree with you, but I think that's how the judiciary looks yeah. at it sometimes. Yeah, if Hastings totally. didn't get up and play the rest of the game, I'm confident we're not talking about a fine. If Hayes Dunster would have got up and kept playing last week, I don't think what he's looking at seven weeks or whatever it was.
0: To be honest, I don't even think he would have been at a penalty. If he like slings off or like he, just like, like he falls down naturally... Um, yeah, so re- really surprising. And, and this is in no way saying we hope Collins got six yeah. or seven weeks. It's more the consistency that's really concerning. If you're a Dragons fan, you're pissed off. If you're a Sharks fan, you're pissed off. Um, so hopefully the NRL looks at this and hopefully there has um, been a review of this decision and been like, boys, going forward, like we cannot be giving a guy that someone slips into the tackle two weeks and then a, a, a clear cannonball tackle. Like, if you could paint a picture of cannonball, that doesn't was it. doesn't get any clearer, let's be honest. Um, but, so, yeah, like look, the best thing about it all is thank God Hastings is all good. Yeah. Thank God that nothing happened from it. I'm sure, you know, by all reports, Colin's absolute legend of a bloke. I'm sure he's probably taken a step back and gone, fuck, like, if I'm fatigued, I've got to keep my um, – just keep my mind about me a little bit. I'm sure that – Put it this way, I'll be surprised if Collins does it again because I think oh. even him would probably be like, shit, that could have ended really fucking poorly. Yeah. Because, like, people – a lot of people don't feel like players, just feel no remorse. I guarantee Collins is sitting there going, thank God Hastings didn't do his ACL. Yeah, and he
2: would have found him after the game and said, and said Mate, sorry, we sorry, sorry 100%, brain explosion. Totally. Sorry, yeah.
0: Um, and it, yeah, so hopefully the NRL can focus on that because we haven't really seen them that bad for a while now, you know, because uh, they got stamped out quite well yeah. uh, probably, what, two years ago, you reckon? Yeah. Um, so that's just puzzling to me. Again, more more inconsistency from the match review community, commi- committee. Committee um, has uh, Tarmel. Has he been cited yet?
2: One, Again, one game. I think it is. Yeah. What? So he got a game. Yep. Is there like
0: good behaviour from Collins or something? S-
3: there must Collins Tama must has have, the slight bit of loading. Okay, so slight, but Collins has no loading. No loading, so maybe yeah. that's but it's not in the category. of fine, but it's and dangerous. He, it's great. Lindsay Collins was grade one dangerous contact. Really, mm. and, and he just didn't. Okay, I don't. I don't understand. Which is interesting because, like, is a cannonball grade one?
0: Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I don't get it. And it's, it's, it's the same situation happened with um, Tami. I like. I think with him fatigued, wasn't thinking... Because we all know, like, Tamao's not a shit bloke. Collins yep. not a shit bloke. This is just fatigue situation. But that was pretty dangerous, the Tamau situation. Like, I can cop the one to two... Sorry, Tamao would have got a week even if he didn't have loading. Okay. Yep. So I can cop the one to two weeks for Tamao. Um, I think that's fair because it was really dangerous. Um, the Collins one is just really perplexing to me. I don't understand how we came to that. Um, yeah, I don't understand. Anyway... Uh, hopefully they sort it out. We'll try this year as much as we can not to go to MRC, MRRC and the,
2: the refs. But, I, like, I, I don't know about you, but I feel passionate about this one because I think it's a miracle Hastings is playing rugby league still. Yeah, I, totally, totally. Like, and it could have so, so easily – and it's not about Hastings. It's about whichever player is in that situation, I mean – Mate, if this was two weeks before Origin and he did that to Cam Munster, for example, and he was out for the State of Origin series, all of a sudden the NRL f- fill it in their hip pocket. That's yep. a different story all of a sudden. Oh, it's to- it's mate, carnage.
0: This is like the Tyrell Fooie one where it's, it's, this is a technique that has been brought into the game that's unnecessary and it is dangerous regardless of how safely you do it. It is made to anchor knee points. So I totally agree with you. I'm passionate on it as well. Like, I remember a few years ago I had a chat with um, the general Luke Patton, and I, this is just when it was, like, hitting its zenith, and he was – I think he was on the MRS, MRC then. And I said, mate, this cannonball's got to fucking go. Like, it is just fucked. Like, getting your knees blown out when you can't even see the bloke coming towards you while you're being held by two people, it's, like, the worst it's – it's the worst part of our game. Like, I'll take a guy bouncing
3: up head high and every day of the week over cannonball tackle. Just for reference, Fumano, Tamo and Collins all got the same charge. It was – Dangerous contact. Lindsay Collins, grade one. James Tamo, grade two. Vermano, grade three.
2: Doesn't make any sense, man. This is one thing that I think rugby union does really well, where if they want to get rid of something, you know it's hard and fast. If you do this, you are getting 10 in the bin. You are getting sent off. And I think this is something that we fall into grey areas. And as you said, it is so dangerous. You were talking to Luke Patton about it. Why isn't this just well known that if you do this, you will be sent from the field? I was honestly surprised. I thought he was good gone
0: for 10 yeah like i, I was I like i can't oh, yeah, believe gone.
2: he wasn't and now he's got a fine yeah. like it just makes no sense mm-hmm. i don't i yeah
0: hopefully this is just a like a one-off you know because yeah, we fingers actually crossed. we haven't seen a cannibal tackle in quite some time so hopefully it was just a fatigue player made a, a brain explosion fingers crossed no one got injured and we just move forward and we don't see it again sorry hopefully.
3: i missed one i wish missed one small detail Lindsay Lindsay collins has a discount for seven years of incident free yeah okay Okay So that possibly means That's what I said Is he got really good behaviour Yeah so I, I looked at the loading He's got no loading But I didn't see the seven years thing So he must be Seven years good behaviour So that yeah. must be it Yeah
0: um, So To be honest If I'm being totally honest And let's just take Collins out
2: of it I'm still not okay with. I'm not okay time. with that It like doesn't no. That It's you know Anyway Is what it is um, and, and I get it if they've got those rules set out for the what's well, he in the third year of his career and he's getting a seven-year exemption. I, I understand that, but I think it should have been ten in the bin. I think that they need to stamp it out. Yeah, for sure. And no, they no, they, they pretty much have, as you said, first time we've seen it in a while. But I just can't don't think we can let that sort of stuff sneak back in.
0: Yeah, no, I um I, I totally agree. And and to be clear, we're not saying Collins or Taumau Maual yep. meant it. Uh, but it is very dangerous. Absolutely, Brian To'o has said his parents uh, want him to play for Australia and would love the opportunity. If not, he will represent Samoa. Jerome loi also will let Malmaninga uh, will let Malmaninga know closer to the World Cup. Um, to me, this wasn't really news of like this. Seems like pretty. Yeah, I think this is what we all
2: assumed. Oh, yeah. I hope they play for um, Samoa. To be honest with you, I think that will be better for our game. Um, the gap between whose Samoa pick if they don't get Luai or Brian Toto is much bigger than who the Kangaroos will get Yeah, they don't have either of those two Um, in saying that though if the boys are passionate of playing for the Kangaroos then good on them the Kangaroos the Kangaroos Kangaroos trademarked (laughs) Um,
0: yeah honestly the way I see this is play for whoever you want to bro you know you've got heritage at Samoan and um, yeah play for whoever represents you the most that's like, that's really as simple as it gets. If you feel like Australia represents you the most or you're the most passionate about it, play for Australia. Uh, if you feel Samoa, your, your, your heritage is, uh, makes you more passionate, play for Samoa. Uh, I don't see any issue. You know, I guess the, 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 the biggest issue would be, can you let them play for Samoa, then Australia? I'm still unsure on that. And then the, the whole, can you play for New South Wales, then go and play for Samoa? I still don't know where I stand on that. I'm really torn because I don't think anyone knows yeah. where they stand
2: on that unfortunately. It's
0: like I'm a I do think that we can't afford to lose the tradition of state of origin. Like if we just if it becomes a wild west, it's almost like it loses its magic. The magic is state versus state, mate versus mate. The pro, not the problem, but the the growing pains is something like 45% of the NRL is Polynesian now. So these are hard questions that we need to and answer. And it's not going to slow down. It's not going to slow down. Yeah. Absolutely not. I think I think the best way you would solve this, and I don't know how they do this, because this is... One thing I, I dislike is when some fans are just like, oh, just create this or just create that. It's like, yeah, where do you get the money from? But in a perfect world, and again, I understand we don't have the money to do this. In a perfect world, if you made all representative uh, payouts equal, now every, sing- every single team doesn't generate the same revenue. So I understand... There's there's a difference, but if you could make it at least close-ish, take away that financial incentive. That like, for, if you play for uh, New South Wales, you get nearly hundred thousand dollars. Mm. You know, for some, are, oh, you might get fuck what, you know, <laughs> I don't even know. Honestly, yeah, I, I don't, I even don't know. Think you'd be Wouldn't much. be much. Yeah. Whereas if you if if you could somehow get it a little bit closer, I, I don't mean hundred thousand dollars or nine hundred ninety thousand dollars, but if you made it so that like you were purely selecting off who represented you the most. I think that would be the easiest way and the fairest way to do it, uh, but the the argument against that is this is an Australian league at the end of the day. Like this is an Australian league, um, so I don't I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the answer is.
2: It's interesting though because I mean I think State of Origin has been built up to such a level that if you took away the ninety you know the ninety k or whatever it is, I don't think guys would stop playing State of Origin all of mm. a sudden. You know, and I just think that money could potentially be. That are spent elsewhere, whether it is you know with Samoa, Fiji, these sort of sides, and I think it'll be better for the game long term. Yeah, it's I, a tough one. It's, I yeah. do think that they, the players
0: should be rewarded for generating the revenue they do. Revenue they do with Origin. Yeah,
2: that's also fair. Yeah,
0: you know, like I think that you know we have to remember we're so desensitized to it, but the damage that they're doing to their bodies mm. uh, during Origin is crazy. But also, they're generating so much revenue that if anyone should take a pay cut, it's probably like the big wigs that aren't generating revenue they're just you know getting money off it really yeah. um so again I, I don't know what the answer is to this i'm really really torn i'm quite traditional in the sense that you know it honestly in a perfect world i would love it to be you know you've got to be i don't know in queensland from 13 years on or something there's, there's a part of me that would appreciate that being a queenslander myself um you know i, I being a queenslander growing up there i have a connection to it but I understand people outside looking in that, let's say that they've been over in Australia since they were 15, they might say, look, I feel like Australia is just as much as home as you do. And that, that may be a fair argument, so I don't know what the answer is. But uh, this is part of the course. So whoever whoever they feel like representing, I think that they should uh, choose that. Um, now, talks have reportedly stalled between Bird and the Dragons. Eels are monitoring the situation. Now, the article I read, and again, this is all reportedly, the article I read was... The Dragons offered him a substantial pay cut. He went out and saw if there was anything else out there. The Dragons then pulled the offer. Um, the Dragons have since reportedly come out and said, we would consider you know, going back to the negotiation table where that money that was there may not be there anymore. What, what was your read on the situation?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think the Dragons can afford to let Jack Bird go personally. We've heard that they also haven't been keen on Tariq Sims over the last year, which blows me away. I just... I, I'd find it hard to believe The Dragons are going to go out And find someone better than Jack Bird I look at their squad internally They don't have A second rower A, a lock You know They might not even have a 5'8 As good as Jack Bird As much as I think Amone is a great player You know Jack Bird's got runs on the board mm. You know what he's going to produce He's a, he's a premiership winner I'm uh, just thinking about Their squad off the top of my head I think he's the only Premiership winner Probably him and George Burgess mm. um, I I mean The Eagles are monitoring This situation I'll eat my hat if there's not another six clubs monitoring this situation. It's, it's a bit strange. Like, I, how
0: much can the Dragons be possibly paying him? Because, like, the Broncos would have been chipping in part of his contract. And so, have they lowballed him so much? Like, I can't imagine Jack Bird thinks or feels that he's going to get another, you know, 800 grand contract right now. I can't imagine. I, I'm sure he's aware that he needs to get, you know, more runs on the board, a couple, maybe a couple of years of good form to get back to that spot maybe. Um, and cool. also, I feel like Bird has been quite good for the Dragons.
2: I think he's been great. I, If I had to guess, what's I mean, it might be Jack's Bird's manager knowing that the Dragons have a history of paying a little bit overs mm. for guys, just trying to do the best by Bird, I'm not sure. But I yeah, I find the situation with Tariq Sims very strange. I find this one with Jack Bird very strange. I just don't think they can afford to let these guys go. And, you know, if, if they were to lose Jack Bird, they got so much depth in that team that they could fill his spot but none of them are Jack Birds. Well, I mean, even on the
0: weekend, he had like the most tackle breaks of any forward on the field, for sure. It's like seven tackle breaks. He looked constantly dangerous. Uh, You know, if you're going to lose a guy like Tariq Sims, you want to keep at least, you know, there are guys that can do the job on the edges for um, the Dragons. But as you said, are they that extra percent up that really impact games? Like Bird impact games. And I think that every time he's played, even when he did play for the Broncos, I thought he was fantastic.
2: Man, he can impact games in six positions too. Yeah. He, can do, he can do it all, Jack Bird. Yeah, I interesting.
0: Mean, I, wonder, I wonder if they've just outrageously lowballed him or, as you said, his manager is just trying to do the best for him. I don't like the whole pulling of the contract thing though. That's a bit bizarre to me. Like, it's like, what, so just because he went out and tested the market or saw what was out there, you no longer want him? It's like, is he not allowed to do the same thing that you're doing? You yeah. are reducing his – you're reducing his value – because it's your right to as a club, just like it's his right to go out and see, look, is there anyone else interested?
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem like fair ball to me. But
0: And then like, then the reports are, oh, they would come back if he was interested. It's like far out. Like, you know, a guy like Jack Bird, you want him on board 100%. You don't want him bitter towards the club because they pulled the contract. Once uh, again,
2: I mean, I don't think Melbourne and the Roosters are pulling contracts because guys are having conversations elsewhere. Yep. In,
0: in the Dragons' defence, though, you can make the argument that You know, well I mean the Roosters did do it with Latrell. They did do it with Latrell, they pulled his contract. Some some clubs do feel like we need to be ruthless in our standard. Like if you don't want to be here, then we
3: will pull the contract. So although uh, the Roosters with Manu, they didn't they let him look around? Yeah, they did. They they absolutely let Manu look around.
0: Um but Latrell is obviously a bigger contract, bigger uh, more buzz around it. I think the Roosters were just like, you know what, like we, we feel we've given you a fantastic offer. Whereas I think like Manu, if there's not as much uh, media around it. It doesn't become a shit fight. Um, and yeah, I, I I also think like, Latrell was in such a position where like literally every club would be having a go at him. And don't get me wrong, I think a lot of clubs at Manu, but he's just he's just not on that level of Latrell.
2: And it sort of comes back to what you said about the Broncos before. They're sort of approaching their... What they're doing with it, the mindset from 15 years ago the roosters are in a moment now where they can have that mindset yeah and they'll be okay i don't think the dragons are i really don't i don't mm. yeah i, I think they'd be crazy to let jack bird slip. yeah
0: I, I just depends how much like i don't think if jack
2: what would you pay jack bird right now 500 he's really hard yeah five or six i reckon yeah you, you could argue six or seven to me but i would be more comfortable i'd be around five fire, or six, just just because of the injury history yeah. Like I would be like look 500 edge back row that can play 13 6 fullback center. Full back, center. Yep. Um but I mean, you know, he is a premiership winner, he's played origin, like all these things will come into negotiations yeah, sure. as totally. well. St George don't have many of those sort of guys. Yeah. Um yeah. Interesting. Um
0: and just back on that Marnie situation, that was in, that was interesting like I wonder why they did allow Manu to really, really test the waters. And yet Latrell, it was just like, we, we've offered you a big contract, but if you don't take it before this period, you, we're pulling the deal. Really interesting. Yeah, I wonder why. Because the Roosters, like openly, publicly came out and said, we've pulled our contract from Latrell before he'd even said anything. Whereas Manu, um, you know, don't get me wrong, Manu is the best centre in the game, no doubt. He's one of the best players in the game, but I think with a guy like Latrell... Maybe it was the media frenzy that they were they were worried about the Roosters. Maybe it
2: being Souths played a role too, as in I mean the Roosters' arch rivals. I mean, but that, was he linked to Souths yet when they pulled that contract? He was always sort of linked to Souths, wasn't he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah hard to really get interesting. That, it's 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 weird how
0: different things unfold. You know, Manu got a good substantial amount of time to go through it, whereas Latrell, it was a big offer in a short period of time. Maybe maybe they were talking about it for a while, and that's what the difference was. You know what, maybe they did get the same amount of time, but we just didn't hear about the Latrell a lot. Maybe they were negotiating for months, um, whereas – and Manu, for example, maybe they were negotiating for months and he came back and said, yeah, I want to stay. Um, but, yeah, there had, there is a history for clubs to basically pull contracts. I just – with stuff like that, I just kind of feel it's just pointless. Like, how does this help anything? If that's what you think he's worth um, – Unless you do not want to keep him, like unless you're like, okay, that's it, you're done, we'll see you later, then I just don't understand how it helps pulling the contract. Who knows? Maybe they put they they believe they've put him in a position where he's going to have to take a much smaller contract now. Uh, but I agree with you. I think they should keep Bird. I, th- I should think they'd keep Bird. Uh, Jai Arrow apparently had dinner with Billy Slater and a few other Queensland players, an indication that his uh, dancing discretion, his Zumba discretion last year, is in the past and he's in, fo- in the five fo- of origin selection. Look, I never thought that he was ever... I, I, I always thought that he was going to... It's such a long time between, like, Origin.
2: Yeah, it's a long time between series. You
0: know, to be sitting there, like, yeah. stinging about someone doing something wrong in camp a year before, that wasn't it? Like, it was bad, but it wasn't, like, you know, getting drunk and fucking... You know it's what I heaps mean? worse things you could heaps do. Heaps things you could do. Considering
2: the time and what was happening and, you know, it's during COVID where they weren't allowed out, essentially. Mm, yeah. yeah.
0: Um. So, I mean, that's good for, for dry arrow. Uh Now, into... Some big players that were on the bench. Croker started on the bench. Peachy was on the bench. Um, Scott Drinkwater on the bench. Turpin on the bench. What's uh, What were your thoughts about... What stood out to you the most on the bench of a big player? Mate, I think
2: this Cowboys half situation is very interesting. It's, mate, it got more interesting after the weekend. It got heaps more interesting. Personally, I would go with Drinkwater at six. I said to you on the weekend, Dearden is obviously got his foot in front at the moment and I probably think Dearden did enough. If he already had his foot in front, I think he did enough the other night to keep his foot in front. Mate, I tell you what, before that match
0: and you know, we were both going what the fuck is Scott Drinkwater (laughs) doing on the bench? Like he was, he's one of their best players. Then Dearden comes out and plays unbelievably like it was a whole new Dearden. His defence was some of the best on the field. He was chopping blokes. He fucking picked up Selwyn Cobbler and Put him on his back Like someone Cobo Like So I totally agree with you Before the match I was like This is the most Outrageously stupid thing I've ever seen Now I'm like You know what Fair play to Dearden And fair play to Payton It's a huge call And it seems like The right call Because right now He has two players That are playing Arguably You know From the game we've seen Some of the best footy They've At least drink uh, Sorry Dearden We know for sure That he's playing The best we've seen him play yeah. That was the best game I've seen Dearden play Since he came into first grade um, and I know it's just a trial, but you know, let's get that disclaimer out of the way. Yes, we understand it's just a trial. Thank you. Um,
2: but then. <laughs> You got it. You got to do it, bro. You have got to disclaimer it because you just know. Like, and I, I, I put it in like two or three posts on the weekend. I just, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm running out of characters here on Twitter, but I've got to actually put it in, so I've got to delete more relevant stuff yeah. to remind people that it is a trial, just in case they thought I forgot
0: that it was a trial. That it was a trial. Well, I mean, you saw my, uh, you saw my Dylan Brown and my Hastings one. Yeah, I like said it twice in different ways, like at the start and at the end, just so that like you didn't forget that I was aware. People still do. It's incredible. <laughs> um, Look, to be honest, Cowboys looked much better than I thought Thanks they about. were going to look. And I was really concerned about Cowboys going in this year, like, really, really concerned. Hamiso looked energized. Uh, Valentine Holmes looked energized. It wasn't necessarily about the way they played, it was how they played. It was the, the they seemed, you know, Cohen Hess is shooting out a line of hit blokes. Like, this was out without Jason Tamalolo. I
2: like what I saw from the Cowboys. They had a lot of direction. Yeah. I thought they looked really good. And Townsend, mate, Townsend. This is this is you know. I, I said this when the Warriors signed him last year. That I there's not many Premiership winning halves in this competition. If you can get one, mm. I can, good luck to you. Yeah, like, they're so hard to get their hands on. He wasn't impressive at the Warriors. He played with a heap of injuries, but he fucked his shoulder first game. Yeah, fair fair.
0: People don't realise that fair crack to him. I yeah, think yeah. I think if he didn't just sign to the Warriors and he was at the Sharks, he's out for the season. I think it's because he went to the Warriors. And he would have felt like a piece of shit if he rocked up,
2: got injured, then just didn't play. Yep. But he was busted, man. He was busted. I think you saw the other night the experience, especially in the rain. His kicking game oh. was sensational. There, you know, there was one where he forced a drop out from about forty meters out. Like it's such an experienced mm. head play to know just to put it in that spot in the rain, let the rain do its work, and yep. we'll slide him back in. I yeah, I thought he was really impressive. I I said to you before the game, I just I can't understand how this Cowboys team. Thinks they don't need Scott Drinkwater in this side Yeah I mean honestly If you said to me who's their best five I'd say Scott Drinkwater If you said to me who's their best fullback I'd say I'd Scott Drinkwater I'd probably say Scott Drinkwater yeah, too Yeah totally Like I Yet he's not in the team I don't know if he gets a 14 jersey You'd have to assume he will But I mean It wouldn't shock me if he doesn't mm. Between Robson Cotter like, if they played Tiamolo in the 13th said the front row, it wouldn't surprise me. If Surely he's not they're seven, not going to go that route. Don't, Surely don't, Cotter. Don't don't, don't want to. Like. Surely Cotter played You're well you playing enough. with fire and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> but Drinky, yeah, I, I thought Dean was very impressive. He looked great. It's the best game I've seen him play as well. But I just, we, we said the other day, like, I can't believe that Scott Drinkwater isn't playing NRL at the moment. To so yeah. think he's at the Cowboys and he's not playing NRL. It just seems crazy to me.
0: It's uh, – yeah, their, their half situation is, is strange. And, and just quickly on the Townsend thing, like I've, I've never understood the Townsend negativity. Like, okay, he didn't play that well last year. I, I, I get that. But I think he was player of the year in like 2018 18 or 19 for this club. Like I just never understood people that were just completely riding off Townsend, bad buy for the Cowboys. It's like this is a premiership winning seven – that yes, he isn't the next Jonathan Thurston, understandably so, but he's going to give every club he goes to, if he's not completely busted, direction.
2: Uh, it's very similar to our Dylan Brown argument, which I'm sure we'll talk about. He doesn't put up the highlights. He doesn't put up the stats.
3: People assume he's shit. Mm. Um, 2019, Townsend got Sharks Player of the Year. He got Players Player and Members Player of the Year.
2: That yeah. well, I mean- was with Sean Johnson standing next to him too. Was that Was that 2019? come the year after?
3: Well, regardless. Regardless, yeah. Player of the
0: Year, two years ago for his club. Yeah. Um, yeah, I never understand that. Like, don't get me wrong, I didn't think that Townsend would go up and set the world alight. But I definitely thought he's going to add to the team. And he absolutely looks like he has. So, fair play to him. He's yeah, been Johnson under, was there. Johnson was there. Yeah. So, like, Townsend's been under immense pressure. Immense pressure online, at least. Uh, so, he came out and killed it. The drink Drinkwater in situation, I just, I don't know what the answer is. Like, Drinkwater, I thought, came on and offered... I
2: thought I knew what the answer was. Yeah,
0: so did I. Drinkwater, definitely a better attacker than Dearden, in my opinion. But I just thought that uh, Dearden steadied the ship. at The the first 40 minutes, Dearden was extremely steady. And one of Drinkwater's, probably his weaknesses, is his defence. And so maybe Peyton is going for the route of whoever is the best defender in the halves, that's who I'm selecting.
2: I might get punched here, but... Uh Were they lucky they came up against the Broncos in that trial, potentially? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe.
0: Um, Yeah, maybe. We we just don't know. Again, it's just a trial. Uh, But we can only go off the information we had. And you can't tell me that they didn't at least – like, take the result out of it. That looked like a Cowboys side with direction.
2: Yeah, and that that, that was the big thing for me. And, you know, you'll be the same. I don't read too much into these scores from the weekend. It's the teams that had direction. The Cowboys had direction. The Eels, they had direction. (laughs) I mean, a lot of teams that you know, even Newcastle, they've got more direction than what I thought they would have. at Mate,
0: Clune is playing way better than he's I thought. He's playing, he's
2: better than I thought.
0: I'll be honest, like when I saw Clune, a great New South Wales Cup player, a lot of talent. I just didn't know if he could take that next step. I just don't get me wrong. We've seen him play first grade, so like he was a first grader for sure. But I was just like, is he going to have enough to impact the Knights? I I agree. I think he's given the Knights a ton of direction, like a ton of direction. That
2: experience that he's been able to build up in New South Wales Cup has been priceless to the Knights right now. Yeah, and the Knights are letting him play his game. When I I watched him play a lot of um, cup footy for the Steelers, and I think when he got to the Dragons, they sort of handcuffed him a little bit. He's got a touch football background, He's got one of the best right to left. We saw it on the weekend that cutout mm-hmm. ball. He's and he didn't do it at the draft. I, I remember when he made his debut last year. I said, "Get on Jordan Pierre first try here because he's yeah. got feet." And he didn't throw the ball once out there. So I think Newcastle have sort of. Go
0: watch his highlights mate. from New South Wales Cup. He had like one year. Didn't he have like thirty-five tries or something outrageous? Yeah.
2: Uh, There's a, I think it's twenty nineteen. He explodes and yeah. has a, a, more than a try assist a game and. 80% of them are him throwing a 20-meter ball to the left winger.
0: Yeah, he, he's definitely added to that Knight side. I'm actually – look, I still think it may be a tough year for the Knights, but I think that they're looking a bit better than I was expecting, for sure. Yeah, sure. yep. I have uh, to agree to that. Yep. So, yeah, Drinkwater, Turpin, uh, Drinkwater, Dearden, it's a great headache for Peyton to have. Great headache to have. I, th- I think that it seems like the Cowboys players are more on board with what Peyton wants, but... Uh, Hamisa looked good I think Valentine Holmes In the centre Did a real good job Real good job That unders line That, that didn't hit It's a good line It's a great line It's yeah. a great line He's up against Katoni Staggs And like Stags Was solid but Didn't didn't blow him out of the water I mean Ooh. again We're talking about Valentine Holmes here Like yeah. let's remember Who's the guy yeah, That's played for Australia yeah, And yeah. played for Queensland During Queensland's Dominant period And I think he's got The record for Australian Tries in a tournament Or some shit yeah. Um. So yeah Look Great win for the Cowboys and great headache to have. I think that you'll probably see Drinkwater start at 14 and he'll come on maybe for Drinkwater, uh, for Dearden. I, I agree like with your point of if Dearden was already ahead by a step, there's no way he played, he played good. So he didn't play bad enough to take that step back. And so Drinkwater came on and killed it. I just think that clearly Dearden is ahead for Peyton. Me personally, I would probably have drink water in the six, but I wouldn't argue with having Dearden in the six. I wouldn't
2: argue, yeah. I, I just think Dearden and Chad, I think they're just too like for like for me. Mm. That's my issue. Maybe they um, need that though, the Cowboys, because they yeah, just maybe. have
0: no direction, and they just need direction. They then they can just allow Hermiso and, and Holmes to be the explosive. I like just let them be the ones that create everything. Uh, but. Great signs, great signs for... It's better to
2: have too many halves than not enough like they've had over the last few years.
0: Like, for example, one goes down, you could bring in the other. That's a big win. Uh, Now, Croker on the bench for the Raiders. This was, this... I was surprised. I thought that he played well enough to get that spot. Uh, Thoughts on Croker on the bench?
2: Very interesting. Mm. Uh, Tomoko played left centre. Yeah. I don't think he misses the round one team. I think he he has to be there. I assumed he would be at right centre. He played left centre, which has been Jared Croker's spot for a long time. Mm. So, I don't know. Was that saying something? It's
0: ruthless. It is <laughs> ruthless. I mean,
2: Jared Croker played left centre the week before against a reserve grade Rooster side with a pretty reserve grady Canberra Raiders team to some extent. And then for him not to be in the side and for them to play Tomoko, who I think has been their best back of the preseason at left centre, I think that might be saying something.
0: Far out. It's, it's, it's so crazy. ruthless. It's so ruthless. Like, uh, is this is this sticky kind of playing his hand in the sense of like, like, for example, even CNK, who isn't, you know, he's not a long-term Raiders player, but like it seems like Ricky's just gone, you know what? I'm breeding the new guys. I Like, I'm breeding the young guys. I'm leaning towards it. Because every week with the Savage situation and the CNK situation, I get
2: more like, is he really going to play Savage over CNK at fullback? Um The other thing about this Croker situation is that I would argue things have fallen his way. Harley Smith has unfortunately done his ACL. That's one less setter to compete with. Rapana's suspended for the first two weeks. Mm. I mean things have fallen Jarrett's way and he seemingly still isn't going to be the left centre. If he's not going to be the left centre I don't think you can play him on the wing. Just quickly, I totally forgot. How
0: filthy would you be if you were Rapana right now? A, A shoulder charge. That like, yeah okay, hit his ribs or whatever. Oh, my God. He got two weeks for that shit. Fuck. I'd be fuming if I was the Raiders. Anyway, apologies. Um, yeah, you, you, I mean, you're totally right. I think Ricky's really showing his hand here. Like, 23. He was
3: number 23. Did he even get on for that long? Did he even get on? I don't even recall. I'm not sure. He, he got on for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But not... NRO.com didn't record anyone's minutes, but he, but he had he stats. So.
0: I don't even remember him getting on for, like, I don't remember walking get Yeah, I don't remember. It. Is he named next Tuesday? Gun to head. Is he named? No, I don't think so. Time? Yeah, okay. I don't think so. I think that's like your third trial, you're playing your starting side. Aside from people like guns that are injured, you're playing your starting side. You need one game at least. Like it doesn't matter. You can be fucking Nathan Cleary, Tom Jovojevic, You need a game of footy. He had two runs. Two runs. How many metres? 21. Pretty good It's not bad Yeah Timmy's his run uh,
2: uh, Yeah I, I also personally think And I haven't seen a heap of him But the the guy that was playing right centre um, Semi I don't think defensively He's probably up to it either mm. To be honest with you he, yeah. he worries me Watching him He's the guy that I would be going he's at a big
0: boy Fuck he's, oh, a, he's big, a big boy a big boy yeah but No I, I agree with you Defensively he does make some errors He was really good the week before It's um. Yeah oh, I don't know I just I, I feel upset I feel sad yeah. like Croker's a club legend Like an actual club legend Yep That You know Again We're not here to You know Just put our mates in That's for sure We're here to win comps And win premierships But You can't help but feel A tinge of like Surely this isn't the way Croker goes out
2: You can't Like yeah I understand when Fans don't like certain players If you've got a problem With Jared Croker oh, You've got a problem with yourself Yeah you got to You've got to look in the mirror Yeah
0: Fuck me. If you have a problem Long, with Jared Croker, yeah. mate, you're... he has been in the bubble of Canberra for 15 years or 10 years, never set a foot wrong. Think about how many blokes have gone down there and fucking done something stupid. This bloke has been in there forever.
2: What'd you do if you're having a beer and a steak with someone and they started bagging? Mate, Jared I'd just say, bloke, shut the fuck like, up.
0: I'd honestly say, shut the fuck up. I don't, don't know up. about it. <laughs> I'd say, mate,
2: fuck off. 400 like, blokes in this competition, you pick Jared Croker. Hey, tough. I mean,
0: what, what do you reckon the chat... Let's say, he assume he doesn't make it, is a chat from Ricky, look, mate, you know, you can work your way back into the side. We want you back in reserve grade, having a red-hot crack. And and Croak is such a humble guy, he'll do that. So there's no questioning that. But the thing with Ricky, he seems to be like, if you're his guy, as in, like, if he chooses a young guy, like, look, look at Savage. Look how like much he's been pushed to that full-back position. And Savage is an absolute gun, but he's been given a fair crack at it. Uh, it seems like Ricky's like really loyal to the people that he picks through next. Um, and Timoko has been really good. Like I was really impressed. I actually was surprised that Timoko didn't play the week before. Mm. I thought that he was young enough and inexperienced enough to do that. But it just shows you how much raps. And he, and he delivered on the
2: weekend for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, the word coming out of Canberra is that he's the safest one in the back line. Really? That's what I've heard, which I – I mean, okay. I think ability-wise I back it. But just as you said, experience, you know, the other guys that are in this team – it surprises me. Well, I mean, a I bit. felt like Sebastian Chris had the jump on him last year for a period there. Well, man, that's the other thing. Sebastian Chris seemingly he's not going to be in the centers either. I mean, it's very, it's, yeah, it's surprising how it's playing out in Canberra for me. I, yeah. I, I was so shocked that Tomoko was playing left center. I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I would have put my house and he was going to be the right center, and yeah. I thought that makes sense. But for him to play the left center? It's a, it's very interesting. I just, I just wonder like. If I'm a
0: selector, and, and maybe I have a bias to Croker because I've seen him over the last 10 years and, and Ricky has more insight than I but I don't see what you lose or what you risk by having Timoko on one on the right edge and Croker on the left edge. But I do see massive risk in having Timoko and semi playing in the centres. I can see that as like, you know, this is two really young, inexperienced players. We could get torn apart on edges there. Plus also Croker's goal kicking. Yep. Um, in his leadership,
2: the boys all love him, or respect him. Very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, the the goal king, they'll be okay because they've got um, Jamal Fogarty now. But it's the leadership that is. But Croker Croker's got. Like, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's one a, of the best in the eighty five percent sort yeah. of guy. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Like one of the biggest. I think one of the biggest concerns for the Roosters right now is they don't have a goal kicker.
2: Yeah, we're hearing it's going to be Sam Walker.
0: And like. You know, Sam Walker, great player, but he's not a good goal kicker. In my he's opinion. not a
2: great, you know. I mean, I've seen him from the sideline not make the try line. Yeah, his so technique yeah. is
0: is quite strange, actually. Um, he's solid, he's solid.
3: but 53%. Uh, Sam Walker. Yeah. Last year,
0: wasn't he 65 or something this year? Uh, no, f- 50,
1: 23
3: from 43. Holy
0: moly. It's pretty, for the NRL standard. That's, that's concerning. Like, people yeah. don't understand, it's not just the two points you're getting. It's the morale of, like... I scored two tries and I'm ahead by eight points. As a, as a team, I'm like, man, who gives a fuck? Like, we'll, we can get that back. I scored two tries, I'm ahead by 12 points. That's a completely different fucking ballgame.
2: I, I think it was the Cronulla Sharks a couple of years ago. I think that they lost six games off goal kicking. Oh, Do you remember, I remember that? that. Like, yeah, and yeah. If it was it Ricky like like Stewart the, the coach?
3: No, oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't that long ago, but yeah. it was like... If, like Not only, not only that... They, lo- they lost six games when they scored more tries.
2: Yeah, and it's crazy. Right. And I think for the Roosters, I mean, Sam Walker at 50% last year, kicking didn't matter for the Roosters, mm. realistically. They were able to beat teams by 30 and 40 for the vast majority of the times. But this year, I think the competition will be closer. And when you're taking on Penrith and Melbourne, it matters. It's no I wonder doubt what they're it.
0: doing, the Roosters, about that because it's like. Anyway, we'll get yeah, to the Roosters. We'll, we'll get, get to, to the to Roosters. Uh, uh, yeah, look, uh, Raiders, very, very interesting. Do you think Savage did enough to steal the fullback spot from San Carnegie? No. No, no. I think um I think we start Savage on the wing, you let this freak of nature learn his trade on the wing, get used to it, because there is no denying, in my opinion, he's one of the best ball runners in the NRL period. Like his ball running is solid as. Um, at least at least one of the best rookie ball runners in the comp. I think you put him on the wing. Give him half a year, even a whole season, and then you let him challenge CNK again next off season.
2: It has to be CNK. I mm. just I can't. Respectfully, I watched Savage last week kick a ball into knees, regather it, and score. I saw the try fifteen times, and I heard his name all weekend. He didn't do that this weekend, mate. You're the f- you're the first person I've heard say Savage in mm. three days. Yeah. Like, yep. I, uh, yeah. I, just before we move off that, I thought one more guy, which we'll talk about him coming off the bench. Nelson Asafa Solomona. Oh, bro. Looks like he is going to be a maniac. He looks year. angry. Oh, a scary, angry man. He was terrifying. He was breaking two tackles and offloading with just about every single run.
0: I feel like his footwork's gotten better. Yeah. He was it's stepping blokes. He's scary, bro. Like, he is...
2: I thought the barley clip was scary, that one. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> yeah. me.
0: Yeah, he... It's... It's it's great the Storm get to keep him. I'm so glad that you know. However you feel about his decision, like I would hate for that to be the reason why we lost such a big part of our. Like, tell me another player like Nelson.
2: Mate, he is so important to the Melbourne Storm. It's not even funny. I was, I think I mentioned a few weeks ago. I was going through his stats. Over the last five years, he's played more games of footy for the Melbourne Storm than what Cameron Smith did in any five-year period of his career. Wow. He has not missed any football the yeah. last few and, years. And
0: yes, he is coming off the bench, but when you're that big of a body, that's yeah. very rare.
2: Every time you come off the bench, people are trying to whack you and yeah, put you on sure. your back so you don't run again. Like, sure.
0: it's- Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, Turpin off the bench for the Broncos. Do you think that's, that's um, Corey Pakes? Look, to be honest, I don't really think anyone played uh, so well that they, they Owned their position Outside of like Haas, Carrigan And Kobe Hetherington maybe And Selwyn was Again Selwyn had his errors But But yeah I, I I don't think we saw The same Corey Pakes That we saw last Mate, week This
2: entire Broncos spine Outside of Billy Walters For probably the first two weeks It's like whoever plays Does, does themselves Almost a disservice mm. Whoever starts Whoever starts seemingly Drops themselves back A little bit It's Yeah I, I yeah, yeah Apparently I mean Do you you think Adam Reynolds will play round one? I mean, we're hearing he's in trouble, but he's posting all over Instagram that he's going to be there, he's kicking, I mean. I mean,
0: uh, to be honest, if he's not 100%, I don't think he should. Yeah. Because it's like, bro, once you're in that cauldron and that Broncos media machine starts cranking up, if you aren't playing the best you can, the pressure on Adam Reynolds this year is so outrageous. Like, watch that game on the weekend. Like, we are crying out for Adam Reynolds. I it's just almost like you're just
2: waiting for him.
0: Yeah. It'll be okay. Adam will be Adam will like, fucking be here. Yeah. But, like, again, Adam Reynolds is a high, high quality seven. But he needs people around him to be who he is as well. So we can't just rely on him. So, look, if, if he's not 100%, I think don't play. It's a long season. You know, it sounds really harsh, but we've been losing games for fucking the fucking last two years. Losing a couple more isn't going to fucking hurt us anymore.
2: Guns ahead next Tuesday, 9-6-14 for the Broncos. Who do you reckon?
0: We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to the Broncos. Right. Sweet. Um, we wait. hate talking about Brisbane around here. <laughs> Mate, like, there's, like, comments and things like, oh, I wonder how Kempy's going to explain this away. It's like, bro, we've been losing for two years, you fucking idiot. Like, what, what have I been doing for the last two years? Like, what are you talking about? Acting like we've been on this mad run and then all of a sudden we lose and I've got to get on here and be like, oh, no, no, we only lost because of this and we only lost. This. It's like, uh, no, I've been saying that we struggled for the last two years. Matter of fact, I said that we aren't even going to make the eight this year. It's fuck. some of the people should be right. It's like, bro, what the fuck are you talking
2: about? Like we've been losing for friggin' two years straight. It's no news. It's no news. Uh, um, have the suits upstairs decided that this is going to be the ambush here or are you pushing back? Oh, actually, back? I What's forgot going to let on? everyone
0: know. I've, I've, this is my fault. I apologise, but I just want to make an announcement because this lines must have got crossed. I don't know what happened, but the ambush was postponed due to the rain. So I just want to let everyone know. I'm going to stare directly down the camera. I want everyone to know that, I don't know, maybe, maybe Maddie forgot to tweet it. I don't know. We don't even have Twitter. That's maybe the issue. But the ambush was postponed because of the rain. Because of the rain, I hope that everyone can understand that. No one ambushes in the rain. That's fucking stupid. Everyone ambushes when the least expected. And, and people expect ambushes in rain. They don't expect ambushes in great sunny days. And everyone's like, oh, we're just going to enjoy the day. There's no way people would ambush me and the, the, the light beaming down. We're going to do it in the middle of the day, 12 o'clock. But we're not going to do it in the middle of the day because it's an ambush.
2: Hey, Maddie, is it raining for the next six months or what? What's the... What's well, that's, the why being yeah, that's, that's why it's been postponed. That's why it you. to rain. Good.
0: So if you see any more rain in the next few days, that's adding an extra day onto the postponement. Ambush soon. The ambush is coming, but that's the beauty about an ambush is you don't know when it's going to come. That's the beauty. And we may have lulled you all into a sense of security with our Certainly performance have. on the weekend. <laughs>
2: You're nailing Boom.
0: your role.
3: Getcha, we're going to jump out of nowhere. Speaking of postponements, uh, postponements, the Warriors Titans has been officially abandoned and will not be rescheduled. Really, so they're not going to play any game. They just said they, they can't at this point. That's interesting. Surely there's like some place they can just go
0: and fucking bang they each other. might not be able to get out of there. Yeah, they might be flooded in. Yeah, that's true. Might be flooded in. Surely they just go play some fucking corridor footy. Corridor. Just go to each other's hotel and bash each other in pool. Yeah. Um,
3: corridor. So they're set to play at Gold Coast. So but that's cancelled as well So it's, it's not even like They're stuck in Redcliffe I think that that hurts Both of these Massively. Teams Massively
2: New spines and Young spines For both of them I think that's And a also a they stinger. haven't
0: played Their full strength sides Either of them Yep um, Damn that's crazy Okay uh, now First trial of the week Raiders beat Manly 18-16 uh, Yeah I, I think um, Look I think The Raiders Look solid I think the Raiders look solid. I think there was the, f- the first half, they really struggled with their ball handling, but I thought they showed grit in defence. Uh, Manly, I think they just suffered from quite a few injuries early on. Uh, I think both teams can come out of this, from, yeah, all good. There's There's no warning signs. There's no, oh, shit, you know, worried about this or that. I think if anything, like Manly... Manly would be like, okay, we're all good. Raiders, I think they'd probably take a little bit more out of it. The fact that they were able to come back and get the win. We have to remember where they were last year.
2: Oh, for sure. And look, the Raiders team last year, I mean, the reality is with this game, yes, they were down, what were they down, 16-0. They threw an intercept to the fastest bloke in rugby league. Mm. Then they dropped the ball next to the second fastest bloke in rugby league. All of a sudden, it's
1: 12-0.
2: Tough gig, the Canberra Raiders team last year. That would have been white flag stuff. Oh, for sure. See you later, we're done. They hung in. Um, I thought that the hard-staring was pretty good for Canberra. Fogarty, I thought he just played his role, but that's who Fogarty is. And I thought he brought out some of the best in Jack Whiten too. I for thought sure. it was Jack's best game I've seen in uh, quite some time, to be mm. honest with you. Yeah, absolutely agree. Look, I, I thought
0: there was a perfect example of what Fogarty can bring to the Raiders early on in the match. So early on the match, um, the so Tom Dvojevic got tackled by Timoko and a few of the boys out. They get a 20-meter tap. They go all the way. Fogarty puts a pinpoint kick on their try line and all of a sudden Manly are coming out of their end. Now, I'm not saying Whiten couldn't do that, but it was just a really good example of what Fogarty can do. It's just a really simple set. They've gone from nearly scoring a try to getting absolutely fucking bashed on their own try line. And that was early on in the match. So, you know, you're not going to see that in the highlight reel. You're not going to hear about that. But that kind of stuff... To be able to take the pressure of Tom Trebovich attacking your line, and literally go all the way to the other corner of the field, that takes a good steady hand, and Fogarty offers you that.
2: No oh, mate, for sure. And I, I don't think there's anything more undervalued in rugby league than a steady, solid halfback. Yeah, for sure. There's not many of them around. You can Shane find Perry, two thousand six, one of the greats. Yeah, we're never going to remember Shane Perry, but the, the amount of these, you know, back rowers that can break tackles and offloads that don't move the needle towards actual wins. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And I think this is something that people undervalue a lot. I say to my comments all the time. Do you think Do you think the new generation, and again, we've both got no facts to back this up.
0: But when I think about it, I, I feel like sometimes that clubs can get caught up in the glamour because like the internet's there, the highlights are there, the buzz is there. You can get caught up in the glamour of these huge athletes that, you know, are 110 kilos, stepping, offloading, and, and maybe that's taken away from the half. Because look how – like, we there's a half shortage in the NRL right now. Like, the difference between Nathan Cleary and, you know, the other – outside the top four or five halves is quite – like, massive. Quite.
2: It's huge. Huge. It is a gaping hole. Um, it
0: is – So do you think that the, the kind of new generation of, like, Flash has kind of bedazzled
2: a few clubs? For sure, I think so. And I, I think – yeah <laughs> – Clubs, yes, but I think fans. Oh, for sure. More than ever. Yeah. More than ever. Like I, you know, all that stuff about uh, about Dylan Brown. I got about ten messages on the weekend saying, "Oh, thanks, you've opened my eyes to Dylan Brown." Gigi must have worked hard this offseason to be doing that. Now I'm like, he's been doing it for two years. Yeah. You just haven't seen it in stats or in supercoach or in fantasy, so you think he's shit. Mm. And, like, people are like, oh, he had a bad year last year. I'm I just like, bro, he,
0: he was the best defensive outside back in the comp. Like, how is that a bad year? Like, that's a – if he was the best attacking player in the comp, you'd be sitting here going, holy shit, put him on a million dollars.
2: I had something on Twitter that I put on Instagram and I was watching the Dill Brown comments float in and some Brown, so, so, some bloke said, oh, this, this, this could work on his defense. And I looked at it and just went, I'm not even going to respond to that. Oh I'm just going to let you gosh. get bullied via Twitter for the next two and a half hours. People just say stuff. They honestly oh, just the say shit. the poor bloke got absolutely dusted. Oh man. It was like Lord of the Flies oh. on Twitter. I just thought, oh, you've kind of done this to yourself. Sorry, yeah. mate. Yeah.
0: But, like, um, it's people just say shit. Yeah. They like, just say stuff um, from the Raiders game. I think Jake Javojevic is looking good. He's looking real good. Best he's looked in a few years, in my opinion. He was chopping blokes. Andy's attack, I thought, was uh, a bit better. There was a year or two where Jake was really quiet. and I I was always like, is he injured or he just doesn't seem the same Jake? I mean, there was even a, a period there where some were saying he shouldn't be selected in New South Wales.
2: Once again, I think the role that he plays for Manly now under Des has changed Jake's game a little bit. For sure, for sure. He plays that very um, link man kind of role. Um, he doesn't take, you know, as many hit-ups and stuff as what he used to, which means he's not offloading as much. The way that they sort of attack, and you understand because they've got Tom Turbo waiting two more passes outside Jake, sort of undervalues the role that Jake plays for me. Mm. Um, but he plays his role perfectly. Yeah, in this Manly totally. side. He's another one that I think is very underappreciated because the stats and everything don't line up.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I just think that, like, there was a period there where he was just tackling his dick off. And yeah. he wasn't being given the opportunity. And Manly was struggling, so that's probably why. But he wasn't given the opportunity. Like, we have to remember, Jake Dvojevic, a la three, four years ago, was the best attacking 13 in the comp. Like, up there, like, what, the way we see Cam Murray, Radley, like Radley, the way we see Radley now... Jake Travojevic was like that three or four years ago, snapping blokes and just like offloading, hitting Tom Travojevic on short balls. Um, now he's not. He, you're right. He does play a very different role now than he used to. But I think he's he's, he's looking the best he's looked in a while.
2: Yeah, no, he looks great at the moment, and I think it's. I don't think Jake has gone backwards at all. I just think Manley's game has changed. The game in general yep. has changed, and Des, being Des, he has adapted accordingly, and it's probably had a bit of an impact on the way people see Travojevic. But Fuck! Like he goes to Origin, and you see it all over again. Yeah, he still totally. got
0: it. Absolutely, still got it. Uh, negative. I mean, some positive from the games. Saab and Cooler. Now we knew we knew how quick Saab was, so it's like, yep, cool. Uh, seeing Cooler in the centres there. What I loved about Cooler as well is his defence was fucking pretty mm. good. His defence was pretty damn good. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he was marked up against Timoko, and yes. Timoko is a fucking beast running the ball. So. Mate, the Manly might have another real game-breaking outside back in their uh, arsenal. How many weeks do you think he's off a debut?
2: Mate, I I don't know where Morgan Harper is. I don't know if it's an injury or. I haven't heard it any. It it must Maybe be he have there's a look, there's Matty no away. way he
0: would. There's no way he wouldn't be. Starting. There's no way he
2: wouldn't be in their thirty-man squads that they're picking. But uh, if I was Harper, I think I'd be a little bit nervous, to be if honest. If I was
0: both Parker and
2: Harper, yeah, fair.
0: I, I just think that Cooler is...
3: is
2: If, if I was Harper, and I don't know what he's, what's going on with him, but I would be doing everything I possibly
3: could. Harper's not in the NRL.com casualty ward at the moment, so... Like he, sure.
2: he played in the All-Stars, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, geez, if I was Harper, I'd be, whatever it is, I'd be trying to get myself fit for round oh, you one because you don't want to give him, this yeah, kid a sniff. You
0: don't want to give him a sniff. Um, and And with Harper and Parker, especially Harper, Harper was one of my favourite plays last year in the centres he was one of my favourite centres I thought he was grossly underrated yes his final series wasn't the best he was just trying too hard like way too hard for himself and everyone has that you know Players that play with a lot of aggression and energy, there can be moments where they just overplay their hand. You'd look at a guy like even Jack and sometimes can do yep. it. Gamble can do it. So it's bound to happen at some stage. But the season that Harper had was fantastic, fantastic. So I do believe that Harper and Parker keep their positions for sure. But to have a guy like Cooler,
2: would you put him at 14? I was just about to say to you, do they run with him on the bench? I think Dylan Walker's so. injured? Yeah, I, I, I think they should run with him. Imagine him coming on out of dummy Up. Holy shit! Yeah,
0: because he's electric. He is electric. Yeah,
2: just, even some of their their big middles. If Marty Tepao's okay, which it sounds like he is, mm. you know, the offloading game of him with Cooler through the middle. Yep, um, could be anything. So, would
0: you, if you had your to name your starting seventeen right now, would you? Considering that Walker is injured, would you get that fourteen role?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I like. They've got to find two new back roles for round one. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked if one of them, and I think Ben Travojevic is out for four weeks now. I think that oh, came out this morning. Schuster, Olakowatu, Ben Travojevic. So I around. would say that Lawton will probably start on one of those edges yeah. with Ethan Bullimore, which I think will take. You know, um, Lawton obviously plays their kind of 14 role uh, along with Dylan Walker. He's out too. I'll be shocked if Cool is not in the team.
0: I mean, I want to because I just want to see him in open space again. He's yeah. Uh, yeah, he's impressive for sure.
2: I mean, how like I I just love that whenever there was a turnover. I just turned my eyes to the right hand side yep. of the field. It's just, totally. it's a classic, just as soon as you get an offload, mm. DCE, bang. Yeah. And you just let them go, sort of
0: thing. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, from that trial, you know, I think uh, Raiders, they're showing a lot of promise, the Raiders, a lot of promise. Uh, I th- it's just when you look at their roster, far out, it's good. It's a good roster, plenty of depth. You know, Fogarty has turned up really well. I really like the um, Schneider, is it? Schneider,
2: Brad Schneider yep.
0: He came on for a little bit He's silky man He's silky I, like, I, f- I think he'll be pushing for a spot this year I really do mm. like, I really like Schneider I think he's got a lot to offer um, I know he's young But there's just something about the way he moves That you can see that he's got something about him uh, And I thought he was really good in the trials before So Raiders on paper Are in a really strong position
2: Who plays 13 for them? I think it's safe to assume oh. our boy Adam Elliott will not be in the thirteen. They seemingly want to play him everywhere but thirteen. 13. Look,
0: I don't know. I don't know. I guess Elliott Whitehead. I uh. guess one of their best, you know, back <laughs> rollers they best had in a very most long consistent time.
2: Consistent edge forward.
0: Uh, yeah, it's a it's a strange one. It's I don't understand it, but maybe it's it suits their style of play. Yeah, Even maybe.
2: more interesting, like C H M was named at thirteen last week, then they swapped at the last minute to bring Elliott Whitehead in. I mean, if he was going to be your thirteen, I don't understand why. Unless Ricky Stewart's trying to play mind games in fucking trials. Mm. I just, it just seems bizarre to me. how Yeah. yeah
0: but um, we, We're going to speak about... Before we get to the next trial, we're going to speak about Doggies versus Knights last week because we didn't get a chance to speak to that because it obviously played after our podcast. Now, we've spoken about the Knights, so we don't need to speak about them. Thoughts on what you saw from the Doggies?
2: <laughs> what I saw from Canterbury is what we've been saying for two years. They need a seven. I, I, I don't understand how... We get to Canterbury and so many general conversations, it's like the halfback jersey all of a sudden doesn't matter for them. It's yeah. okay. I, just, I don't – it's rugby league. You need, a, you need a kicking game.
0: But, like, Trent Barrett literally came out after the game and said we need our seven to have a good kicking game and steer us around. It's like – and what I'm, and, and with this is with all due respect, Trent Barrett, legend of our game. But I feel like saying you, – you answered your own question, bro. Like, Avrilo is a, a gun <laughs> – and it's almost getting to the point, in my opinion, where it's actually negatively affecting Avarillo's career. by 100% it's it. You can
2: see it on his face. Like,
0: get him where he belongs. He's such a good player. And it's so. I just think it's unfair to expect this kid to just be the seven that you need. You know, it's very like You could look at the Roman Storm. Oh, look, Cooper Cronk became a seven. Jerome Hughes became a seven. They're one of the best teams we've ever seen in rugby league. That whole system, that's a very different ask then asking Avarillo to come in to the Wooden Spooners and a team that can barely win a game over the last two years and lead the team around in an unfamiliar position. I just – I don't understand. I, I don't understand. And may, maybe there's, there's something that he's seeing that we're not because he's one of the best halves of his generation. I'll I
2: tell Do you understand. what worries me the most, and it's two words that if I had a dollar for every time I hear it from Canterbury fans, mm. I wouldn't be sitting here with you respectfully. But Burton – I mean, Burton isn't going to be the seven. But you haven't. Burton isn't a. He is. Look what Burton did at Penrith. Did he play that well when he was in the he, halves? He wasn't even playing in the halves. He was Dalieh's centre of the yeah. year, and he was unreal on the best edge in rugby league. But this is a young guy coming to your club, who's you know going to be playing 5'8 with a fullback, winger, centre, playing halfback, who doesn't have a kicking game. And you know, people say, "Well, Burton can kick." I'm like. Burton can kick the living shit out of a ball, which is great. Yeah, but it's your last tackle options, which is why you're not winning games of football. Yeah, because you, you get getting, down there, you get you get your way down there. You got no trouble getting down there. Yeah, it's your last tackle options, and there was, there was a moment where Cooper Cronk was talking last week where put in a kick, and he had a heap of room um, behind the. Canterbury winger And he just hit, hit him On the chest And Cooper Cronk Sort of said You know You've got to You've got to nail that kick It's got to go into that space And I had a mate Sitting with him And sort of went Jeez that's a bit harsh It's a hard kick I'm like But the good halfbacks Make it look easy And sure. that's what you need to do and It's your job It's your job you're, It literally NRL is half. your job Yeah, like, yeah.
0: Is, I, don't, I don't understand uh, And the whole Burton thing Like Burton Is going to be a great six A great six Great six But when the Panthers last year, when Nathan Cleary was out injured and him and Luai were in the halves together, they weren't well beaters. They weren't well beaters. There was even a period where Luai was struggling, like he wasn't playing that well. He eventually came back into it um, and, and I thought he played some really good footy towards the end of the year. But Burden is a fantastic six. He needs a seven that's going to be at least solid to give him a platform to do what he needs to do. Like Burton's going to need a platform and who knows, I do believe Burton is skilled enough. If you, if you wanted to train one guy to become a seven long-term, I think Burton has that skill set. but it's going to take a year or two, at least probably 16 months to give Burton enough time to become a seven. But would you want to do that with a guy yeah, like that I, you, M center of the year is one, one
2: of the best ball runners in the comp? If he was at another club, we're not having this conversation. Yeah, it's I just don't... You know what shit me the most, and I could not believe it when I saw it, when he put Beyond Iodo on before he put Flano out there?
0: It's bizarre. There must be something going on there.
2: I mean, I, Phil Gould can tweet as much as he wants that Flano's in the race. No. I'm sorry, he's not. It's absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, I just...
0: I don't understand. I don't understand. The only thing I can understand is, like, they... Cl- like. Maybe they're trying to get Flanagan to leave because he's on a good wicket because he wasn't even given a shot at it. Like, and and there's, there's a lot of people, and fair enough, like I haven't watched him in Q Cup, uh, New South Wales Cup. A lot of people said he went back to New South Wales Cup and he didn't really do much. But first of all, there hasn't been much New South Wales Cup games of footy. Second of all, like we have seen him play solid footy in NRL for the Roosters. It's a different system. I get that. But he was good at the Sharks. He was solid at the Roosters. I just don't understand how he can't be and what they need at, at least a bare minimum, the doggies.
2: I think a lot of fans have already made up their mind on Flanning and it doesn't matter what he does. They've already made up their mind. Yeah. And I think he's always going to be one of those guys, unfortunately, for Flano. Uh, but I just... And my, if you said to me who's the better footballer, Avrilov or Flano, it's Avrilov every day of the week for mm. me. I, I would never push back on that. But you don't need a footballer in that position. You need a halfback. You know,
0: like I believe Avrilov is naturally a better footballer slash athlete but who's got better runs on the board who's played better footy in first grade Flano Avrilo Avrilo's been forced like when Avrilo came in I think they put him at six initially for a bit where he was a centre Um, yeah I just I don't understand it and again it's a difference of opinion so obviously fully respect Trent Barrett in making that decision and, and Hopefully they come out the other end and Avarillo does turn into the seven that uh, Barrett believes he can be, or hopefully Burton comes in and does relieve a lot of pressure for him. Uh, that they are playing tonight, aren't they? Yeah, who the are they playing tonight? The Sharkies, and it's been that game's been moved to to six o'clock. To six o'clock. Okay, so it'll be really interesting to see their combination. Really, really interesting.
2: I will say this about Canterbury. Granted, I don't know about you, but I was so confused coming out of that game, going, "Are Newcastle really good?" A Canterbury really ordinary mm. I, just, I thought the Canterbury um, uh, Jade Ockermore probably had his worst Offensive game I've seen him have in a while um, You know if I'm the right Winger for my team and I'm playing the Newcastle Knights We've got Clunes right to left and Ponga's strong side you, You've got to hold your wing There you've got yeah. to hold your wing So I sort of thought that they made life a little bit Easier for Newcastle we also had the first Game in, of NRL whatever you want To call it trials of Paul Alamotti yeah um Good yeah. with the ball, struggled in defence, really struggled in defence. And just a little handy reminder to people how hard the NRL is. Yeah, How hard it is yeah. to come in and play against grown men. I mean, he would have played cup footy last year, but he didn't have the opportunity. Mm. And this yeah. is this is the little gap that you're going to start to see more and more. Well, I mean, Alam-
0: you know? Alamotti, who is probably one of the best outside backs coming through in the country. Without a doubt. Yeah. He got the business put on him by Jake Clifford. Is Jake Clifford... Known for his footwork, no, he's not. But that's like, that's what I think a lot of people don't realise is that a guy like Jay Clifford's footwork is still extremely high level. It's just not RTS. Yep. Um, and so, when I like the thing is when I see that, I'm like, it's to
2: be, it's to be expected. Exactly as we expected like for him coming. This in, happens
0: like- all the time. It's very rare. Like some players come through. In like just for me personally i came through and i was always ready for those big moments i was always ready for those big trials so i would try really well but there are some players that are guns that you know they have one or two poor trials and they just need an extra few you know months or weeks or, or a year or whatever uh I, what i loved about Marty, is that I was not expecting him to kill it at all. And so when he made those two defensive errors, I was like, oh, shit, we're going to see a Barry Crocker here. He's going to go into his shell. He's going to take two runs the whole game. And, and you know what? If he did that, I'd be like, yeah, he's call. a kid. Yep. He's a kid. It's all good. I love the fact that he fought the entire game. And that's why I know for sure he will be a good player eventually. And yeah, it, it
2: could be the best thing to happen to him.
0: Could be the best thing. Because when you kill it so long as a, as a, young, a guy coming through – you just become used to it. Now, is he going to be a gun first grader? I'm not sure, but I do believe that that fight will at least get him to make his NRL debut.
2: And you know, he he, he got beat by Jake Clifford on that play. He got bumped by Tyson Brazil, which I'm not going to hold that. Yeah, I'm not going to hold that at all. Fair
0: play to him for having a crack at Yeah, trying fair to, play. Yeah. But
2: mate, the rest of the game, he marked Dane Gagai. Yeah, for sure. And he held his own against Gagai. So, yeah. and some of his runs were sensational. They were really good. He was good coming out of dummy half. So. Yeah, I just I really want to stress as a reminder everyone how hard first grade is. Yeah, especially were, for people like me that haven't played it, and you watch him play reserve grade and see how good he is, and come through, and then for him to get there and be out of his depth
0: early. And it's it's not even. And it's one thing to play good in first grade, and then do it for an entire season. Two totally different things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I I just I actually was I was happy with the way he played in the sense I the, what I took away from him is we've got a fight here not only is he talented we all know that but a bloke that if he makes a couple errors he's not going to put his head down and you know sulk and, and not have a crack he's going to keep turning up keep turning up and that puts you in a good set if you've got the talent and you've got the attitude you'll probably play first grade um, so the doggies I'm still unsure on them I think tonight is going to be a really good indication as to where they're at uh, yeah it's tough I think that they they did a really good job of uh, rolling down the field I think Is it is it King That
2: plays there now Max Max King Max King I thought he was pretty good He was great I mean he's been good I, I was very surprised He didn't kick on at Melbourne um, That sort of Went from the Titans to Melbourne Yeah mate At the Titans He didn't play a heap of first grade there But he's always had a huge engine He's yeah. always had a massive engine He just never really got an opportunity I thought he'd be the sort of guy That would strive in Melbourne I thought mm-hmm. he'd fly um, Didn't work out there Which I mean You could say Is a, a bit of a red flag But He's hit the ground running at Canterbury. Yeah. I, I think he'll be named next Tuesday. I really yeah, I, I thought he was one of their best forwards. To be honest, compared to you know, I, I I thought that night he outplayed Paul Vaughan, mm. who's you know was a kangaroo front rower three or four years ago. Um, so yeah, interesting to see. I, I thought that with the ball they rolled. Okay, I, I thought in defence though, I, I thought the Knights just just pushed through them mm. a lot, which worried me. Yeah, just yeah, I don't know. Like even just the try they scored where. I I, Duffy, I think it was off a tap and they. Um, someone
0: dropped it and Dufty ran 70. Oh, yeah, but
2: sorry, sorry. The 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 one that um that Newcastle scored where David Clemmer ran up and it was just a it was such a simple play but their yeah. their defense just wasn't even a lot to it like
0: Do you think if they struggle does Barrett see out the season?
2: Uh, I don't know. It could go either way. I I, think I, Gus I, I don't know ruthless. where Gus sits on him. Yeah, I
0: yeah. think Gus is so ruthless. I just think that if Gus is willing to suck Anthony Griffin when they're coming fourth, if they get if they get the spoon again, he's so ruthless.
2: Uh, mate, what I saw the other night really worried me. To be mm. honest with you, I mean, considering they were playing Newcastle, who I think is going to be a bottom four team, um, they scored what three tries? Two were off mistakes. Where thank God Matt Dufty was the closest one to the ball. Mm. You know, like yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still
0: optimistic. I this, just I look at that roster and I go. You know what? That can roster can push towards a eleventh, twelfth. I'm not saying they'll finish there, but that roster is leaps and bounds better than the one last year.
2: Yeah. Oh, look. Oh, I, I don't think they're going to finish last by any means, but um, I mean, yeah, I probably have them about eleventh and twelfth, which is better than what they was, were last year, but it's still not where you want to be. I'm gonna, you know it's what? Gonna, I'm going to save where I want to watch tonight because yeah, yeah, tonight no, that's is a fair shot. Yeah. Josh had a cars back. Burton's in. Yeah. You're, you're basically their full strength side. Yeah, well, One other guy I just want to mention, Josh Cook, played hooker in the second half. Yep. I thought he was really good. Yeah, He's okay. the one that's come from South Sydney. I thought he was very handy. There were, period, I think Jeremy Marshall King played all right in periods. He played well too. Yeah. And mate, I, no, I mean, I couldn't believe the amount of shit that Marshall King cop last week. He, I think he came out and said he wanted to be a top five hooker in rugby league and people pizzled him. It's like... Mm. Fucking good on him for having some drive and absolutely. Some ambition to want to be better. Like, but like, you know the guts it takes to come out and say oh, that? Mate, 100%. You know people are going to give you shit left, yeah. right, and centre, and you're still coming out and say, like, I want to be better. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't Jeremy Marshall King want to be a top five yeah. hooker in rugby league?
0: And like, people just, like, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with a bit of banter or whatever, but some people that, like, go too far with you, like, you've clearly never strived for anything yeah. in your life. Um, I, I love that. And you know what? His game has absolutely improved. Definitely. Uh, over the last couple of years. So, you know, fair play to him again. Uh, you know, Damien Cook could barely get a bloody start for the first half of his career. If
2: Damien Cook would have said that six years ago, you would have pizzled him in the comments yeah, too. All of 100%. a sudden, he's kangaroo's hooker.
0: Totally. Cody Walker didn't start NRL till 26 years yep. old. Uh, so, look, fair play to him. And I did. I thought I thought he was pretty good. I thought King was good. Um,
2: Dufty had some good moments. Um, it... it it was good to see them with a player like Dufty that they can just throw the ball to and For something sure. can happen. I totally. think that, that, that was one positive that I did take from it and Burton will be an, another guy like that. Um, I'm very keen to see the energy that, that Fox is going to bring, though. Absolutely. I think that's going to be a market mover, yeah.
0: I mean, he's like their kind of like spiritual leader, really. Like, he's so important to them. He's got so many runs on the board. You could argue he's the best winger of this generation. Uh yeah, I, I'm. I'm still optimistic. I'm still optimistic. Okay. I, I don't think it's. It's. Uh, I just think that the energy that that whole squad connected together is going to bring is just such a different energy. Even if they don't play that well in the sense of they drop balls or or whatever, I just think the energy that they can generate with a guy like Dufty at the back, with a guy like Car on the wing, um, you know, Paul Vaughan, Davida Pangai Jr., King, Hetherington, Luke Thompson. You know what I mean? Those names that yeah. can bring energy. So. I'm optimistic. I'm hoping that they, they go all right tonight. You
2: said it a few months ago, but I, I, I'm not sure if you saw it, but Fox had an interview at the end of the game. Mm. And they said, that okay, you know, where do you need to improve? And he didn't give stock standard answers. He said, we need to improve this, 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 and this. Yeah. I, I, I reckon Fox would have not had some hard conversations, but I think he would have called a few guys out Absolutely. this week on what they need to do, which is what you want from your state. Of your, for me, I still, I've still got him as the best winger in the game with Brian yeah. Toto. So.
0: Like, people see the laughter and Adokari is such a big character. We forget he's this a guy. He's yeah. a competitor. He was part of setting the standard at the Storm for the last five years. He's been part of their yeah. uh, continued, unrelenting success. You don't, you don't just be a key part of that and beloved by Bellamy unless, you know, for example, he's such a big character. Bellamy doesn't allow that if you're not delivering on and off the field, so he'll bring that to the Bulldogs. So fingers crossed that they can. Uh, I, I
2: love that Fox last year. You know the fastest bloke in our game. The off season he went and put on five kilos, so he'd be better coming out of his own end. Yeah, that's uh, that said a heap to me about yep. Fox. He could have quite easily sat out on that wing and scored twenty-two tries as the fastest guy in yep. the comp, and no one would have said a word.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and he'd already played Origin, he'd already played for Australia. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: now, Tigers beat the Roosters sixteen-eight. Uh, uh, Taumau will miss one week uh, early plea. Uh, Collins only find uh, first time Roosters attack Tigers oh, ok so is are notes so concern for me was the first time the Roosters the first couple of times uh, the Roosters attacked the Tigers 9 and they scored tries that was really concerning for me at the start I was like it's one thing to have tries on you it's another thing to have literally the first two attempts they score on you uh, but they turned it around I thought Hastings was fantastic I thought that you know, the first try they scored, as I said on social media, the first try that they scored, Hastings just said, stuff it, and he took over the whole set, he touched the ball every single play, and they scored a try. There was, all, there was also times in the game where they'd get a quick play of the ball and Hastings would be up on that quick play of the ball and the guys would be like five, six metres behind him. And that's just a good indication of like, those players will eventually learn we cannot be behind. Like Hastings is playing on front, like he's identifying quick play the balls and getting on the front foot. And so that'll take time to get those combinations right. Um, What were your thoughts? He had time, Jacko. Yeah, Yeah, he did. That's
2: what stood out for me. He just had time with the football. And, you know, outside of Benji over the last years, we haven't really seen a player at the Tigers that has time. It was a slow game. It was in the wet. I understand that. But as soon as Jacko took over, it was just a different footy side. Um, I also thought, we've spoken about him a little bit here and here, Jock Madden. I thought he looked great when he came on the field. To be like put it this way, I thought Brooks had a, a solid game,
0: but if I'm selecting the team for round one, my highest pairing would be Madden and Hastings, and I would have Brook at 14.
2: Yeah, I mean it's hard to argue with. I'm um, you know I, I've said all preseason that I thought Hastings would lock down the six jersey and they'd move Dewey to six. I will not be shocked in the slightest if Dewey returns at six and Hastings is a seven, and I think that'll be a really good combo for. for I just targets. loved
0: the energy that Madden and Hastings were bringing. Like they were demanding the ball putting play – like even – like Madden comes on, gets – is it uh, Leilua? Whoever it was, organises, bro, get on that fucking goalpost. I'm going to kick it there. Like I just think that for so long the Tigers didn't – they just weren't organising things like that. They were just expecting like, oh, yeah, block play, give me the ball, block – like Madden is coming on as a rookie essentially uh, and demanding the ball, demanding plays be, you know, different plays, things that aren't just out the back kind of stuff. I just think that the Tigers have to make a choice. They've got a, a, they've either got to – Brooks has either got to be so good that he's undeniable or they need to try something else. And I just think that the Madden-Hastings combination, it's going to bring a bunch of energy. I actually think Brook coming off at 14 will be really fucking good. And also, it gives Brooks an opportunity to – if Madden doesn't play well or Hastings doesn't, he gets the spot back.
2: Yeah, and uh, I'd be very interested to see if they put Hastings in the driver's seat and then leave Luke Brooks at six just to see what happens. I think Hastings is seven. I think he has to be, and I – yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Jack is uh, – I mean – there's nothing you can say about Hastings that he hasn't heard. Oh, yeah. And he just doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. He's heard it all. He doesn't care. He's here to play football. He's here to be successful. I'm starting to think that he would be a better, I don't know if you call it, face of the Tigers, but their halfback, mm. the guy to lead that. Um, yeah, I, I was very impressed in the other night. I didn't think Brooks played poorly, but I thought he was probably the third best half on the field.
0: Yeah, and, and I actually think that the, the way Brooks' game has developed, you know, I think that at the, the start of his career, there was this thought that he's a great ball runner, but there's also hints of being a really good seven, of you know, a structure, and there were like loose links to Andrew Johns. Obviously, he's not where, nowhere near like that, but the body shape and just there, were, you could see similarities. So I think a lot of people assume that he would grow into this seven. I actually think he's grown into a six. I don't, actually don't think he's, um, for the Tigers outfit, maybe for another team, but I actually think he's a six in today's game, and I, so at the very least, I would have Hastings at seven, Brooks at six, and Madden absolutely would get that fourteen role. But I, I just think it's a new year. What are you got to lose by starting
2: Hastings and Madden? Oh, I sort of feel with Brooksy that, and I, I, I think he will leave the Tigers eventually. I think it'll be good for both of them. We've said this a lot, and I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes his career back in the seventy. Does well. He kind of reminds me a bit, a little bit of Mitch Pierce. Okay. In that there was, there was the middle part of Mitch Pierce's career Where I thought he's, he's just got to be a six he, okay. he, he needs someone else next to him And I think that Brooks is at that point as well But I wouldn't be surprised if we see Brooks hit age 31, 32 And he ends up back in the seven and he is successful Is somewhere. he vocal enough to be that though? Like he's always been very yeah.
0: vocal and like, you know
2: Yeah, oh, I can't talk I've, I, haven't, I haven't been alongside Yeah um, Brooksian heard him talk on the field and whatnot, but uh, I just I think he has got more to offer than being a six. But I think right now six is the best spot for him, especially in this side now that you have got Jacko there. Yeah,
0: I mean Hastings can be so dominant. Like he did take a step back initially at the start of the game, but it wasn't until he said "nah, stuff this," like I'm taking over. Yeah. They really, I felt they really kicked on. Yeah,
2: Hastings also. He, he came into this game with a um, foot injury. He has he hasn't run much the last few weeks, mm. and I think that once he was feeling a bit more confident, yeah. on it, then he really started to click into gear. So it's going to be um, interesting. Uh, the good
0: thing for the Tigers, the really good thing now, is they got options in that position. How many years have they had no options in yeah. that halves role? Like you know, Dewey started as a I think a winger, then he moved back to fullback, and then he got shoehorned into the six. You know, Madden is playing so well, don't get me wrong, and now if I had to select my side, it would be seven Hastings, six Dewey. But Madden might play so well that you can afford to have Dewey in the centres and you get, you get him to roam like a Tom Travojevic and you just get him roaming and ball running. Um, so it's a real positive sign for the Tigers that they have quite a few options in that half position.
2: Yeah, the other one that impressed me and I, I'll be cards Gilda. on the table. What? Gilda. Yeah. Uh, And I I will say this, it was obviously the perfect conditions for Gildart. Mm. It's what he's been used to, but I I thought he was pretty average in his first game. Mm. More impressive um, in this one. So he's an interesting watch to see what happens. Um, I thought
0: he was really, I thought I was really impressed. mm. I'm always of the mind, like, Super League outside backs, like, doesn't usually work. But he was, uh, again, like, yes, I understand Caruso's side, all that kind of stuff, but He's probably their best outside back, I'd say.
2: Yeah, I'm just interested to see how he goes defensively when it's a dry track and yeah, he's okay. going up against the top quality centres in the NRL. But Is it what size for you? or Because he's quite quick. Yeah, he's quite quick, but I just... I, I don't know. I, I just feel like that game was played at a bit of a slower pace than what we'll see general games because okay. of the weather this year. So I'm, I, I can only base Gildard off what I've seen of him so far. Mm. And that was good the other night, but I take the conditions into yeah. consideration. So I'm interested to see more of him. The guy that has... Impressed me the last two weeks, and I didn't. I, I was very nervous about how he'd go this year because he's already signed. He's going elsewhere. It was Lay Lua? Yeah. I mean, when when you think about the preseason, where you've got Joey coming out openly bagging Madge, you've then got him signing elsewhere, and knowing he's going to leave at the end of the year, I was a bit concerned how he was going to hit the ground, but he is flying, mate. He's a he's a problem. He he's a, a serious problem.
0: problem. Uh, I, I agree. I I. I thought exactly the same thing if there is any player that you would assume is just going to be like I'm leaving next year yeah. and you know we've got all these issues with my brother blah blah I'm going to phone it in he has absolutely not phoned it in
2: and if he did throw it in I could kind of get it to some extent
0: yeah like the issue with the brother <laughs> like it's, just, yeah. it's been a circus it has been a circus absolutely and, and clearly like you know, he always he says Madge has been his best coach or whatever, but at the end of the day, when, when a rubber met the road, the Tigers didn't offer him the deal that he wanted. There's a reason that, that he's leaving. So, like, massive fair play to Leilua. He was destructive on the edge. Destru- like, some of the runs he takes, it's like tamoilo prime. It's, it's absurd, absolutely absurd. So, I, I totally agree with you. Leilua was really good. Um, look, I think this is taking out of it what you can – The Tigers disregard the score. It's just the direction. I haven't seen a Tigers team get to that point. You know, like even the way Hastings, that short ball on the fifth tackle play, when have we seen something that
2: crisp from a Tigers outfit? How many years? Yeah. When was the last time you saw a Tigers ball player touch the ball every play of the set and them score on the end of it? And be doing these ones like, you there, you, yeah, it's. Yeah, mate, he's got a lot of confidence hastings. I know, I know he's come from the Super League and whatnot and done well over there, but he's coming full of confidence and he's he's not afraid to take a risk either, which I think is what Tiger's I, know. I like it and it's just like – the thing
0: is is that, you know, you watch a guy like Brooks and, and he, he can play some really good footy, but the, the one thing is is like you never see that direction of like you, – you never see him like animated and they're totally different personalities. That's why I actually think that – If you do start him, him and Hastings Hastings at seven and him at six will work perfectly because Mm -hmm. it'll just let Brooks yeah just ease off. He doesn't have to think about all that shit and he can do what he does really good, which is ball running. I think I thought his ball running was really good on the weekend. Um, Great signs for the Tigers. Again, it's not the score; it's just the fact that remember last year how I was like. What the Tigers need to do is, who cares about the score? But just give us evidence of who yeah. they are as a team. Some identity. Yeah. yeah. Who are they as a team? Like, what what kind of footy do they play? Are they up tempo? Are they a grindy side? Are they a flashy side? Uh, so yeah, I, I I'm really uh, I thought their hooker that came on that looks a little bit like the cheese. Yeah, like I thought he cheese. was good. Yeah. He um, was
2: handy. Yeah, yeah.
0: I thought he played some good footy. Uh, who else? I thought uh, the redheads. Farworth, Sarworth, Sayworth.
2: Uh, Seafarth, is it?
0: Alex Seafarth. I thought yeah. he was decent. I thought yeah. he played some good footy. He always, has, he always rips and tears. Um, a couple of things, though, that I'm really, really surprised at with the Tigers. Alex 12. Was he not even named? He's got to be injured, surely. I think he was on the bench, wasn't he? He was in their leadership groups last year. Oh. He has some of the best defense in the NRL. What I'm not getting is, just like if there was one player that represented what Madge projects to everyone...
2: It's Alex 12 It's Alex 12 down to a T. Alex Twole should be the mascot on the week. Literally. For what Madge reportedly does and believes in. And he's been taken out of the leadership group. Now he's on the starting team. It just... Are mate. you telling me Alex 12 isn't a part of their... seven? Like You're telling me that Alex 12 isn't in their best 17 players? Imagine you being 12 and you lose not only your captaincy, but then your 13 jersey to Tyron Peachy, who's just arrived at the club. Is there a bigger kick in the dick? Oh,
0: mate. And you didn't and even that's get with put, all due
2: respect to Peach. And you didn't even get
0: put in the front row either. You didn't, but, yeah. And you've been busting your body. Like on the podcast, he, he played with like broken ribs and he's, his tackle efficiency is like he missed like I think four or five tackles the entire season last year. If there was one player that you knew like rocked up and had a dig, it was him. Yeah. So maybe he's injured because I cannot for the life of me believe how he's not in there. I think he's the kind of player that at another club would be beloved because he turns up every week and never gives in. And and so who's their front? It's Tamiya? Stefano. Stefano? Are you telling me that you can't have
2: Alex Twole rotating with them? Like who's the guys that come off the bench in their front row? Uh, Him.
3: Who else is there? I mean… Offengawi. Offengawi. Musgrove, um, I can't find anything about Twelve, anything. Man, not on Andrew.com, not on Twitter, no nothing. If
2: Twelve played his career at Melbourne, how many Origin games did he play? Yeah, he probably played Origin,
0: sure.
3: Probably, yeah. At I, Melbourne, I, I would confidently bet on it. What do you got there, Matt? I was just saying, it's not even. It wasn't even a seventeen last week. It was a twenty three. Yeah, that's he, what was, I mean. he was yeah.
2: there. They didn't.
0: And the thing that the thing that's surprising to me is like when you're trying to build clubs and culture to get rid of a guy or drop a guy like that, the message that sends is like, we don't have, like, we don't really care about loyalty. Like, like, and maybe there's more to it. I just, I, Alex 12 for me represented the better parts of the Tigers over the past few years. I, I,
2: it's even deeper than loyalty. It's just the attitude to put your head where I wouldn't put my foot every single week, which every is what week. does. Yeah, every week after, through all the tough times, 30 tackles,
0: no misses. 40 tackles, no misses. You know, playing out of position in the 13 when he's really a front rower. Uh, so that's surprising to me. That's just really surprising. But it is what it is, I guess. Tigers. Even though you get a positive, there's always this like, you know, for example, like you know, Peachy unfortunately had a really really poor game. Um, so I, I don't know. He looks lost it. to me. Well, he came on at hooker. Like as he started at 13, I'm pretty sure, and then he came back on at hooker. And he, I mean, we're going down the Peachy rabbit hole again. Of just not
2: giving him a position to play. Who was, um, can you see what Peach was like number 23 or something? Wasn't it? Did, he? He didn't even start in the 13 from memory. No. What he got moved out of the 13? Oh,
0: yeah, that's right. Started
2: the week what, before. What the fuck is going on? You got one week to get ready for the NRL season, and he's you got a, a new signing. six, you got a seven with a question mark, you got your captain playing 13. He wears fucking 23.
0: Yeah, how, that's surprising. How I don't... And he's your biggest signing and he's in your. He's, he's a been captain. here for
2: six weeks. How can he not need more time on the field with them?
0: And he just got put at captain. Fuck. <laughs> Painful. It's... Uh, maybe there's maybe there's a tactic to it. Maybe like he's... Madge knows that he's going to be a 13. He was trying to give more minutes to someone else. But if you uh, know
2: he's going to be a 13, he's part of your spine. Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree.
1: I,
0: I agree. It's It's very, very surprising. And then he came on at hooker and it was like, He's not a hooker.
2: Like, 13's not even a position that Peachy has... Pl- like, he's I'll played play it, but he hasn't... It's not like he's got he's a 100-game yeah. vet in the 13. Yeah. I would argue he's got more games at centre than what he does at
0: lock. Yeah, it's... Uh,
2: and he's walking into a new structure. <laughs> it's, he, the thing is, he literally
0: got made captain. <laughs> yeah. His jersey 23. But well, you're 23 and plus. You're not playing 30 you're playing hooker. Yeah, very surprising, but... That, that's that's the only two things that I was like very surprised at and didn't make sense to me outside of that overall great night for Tigers fans.
2: Yeah, I mean the the yeah, the Hastings get is massive for them. So big, I, I think yeah. it will be the, the needle for them.
0: Emergence of Madden. Yep. I, he just impressed me so much when he came on. His confidence, he was he just took over as well like you know it, but it worked with Hastings. They kind yep. of gelled really well together. So great signs. Um Roosters. Look, I don't think there's anything to worry about at all. They are just one point that I Actually, I'll bring it up in the Broncos conversation. But, you know, Roosters, again, their defence with a, you know, missing like all their key players, they're just such a strong club. Such a strong club. Uh, Daniel Tupu came out, I think he ran for like 170 metres, the most of nearly any – I think any outside back or any player on that field and any player of that day, I'm pretty sure. Daniel Tupu in his like 10th or 11th season coming out in a trial that means nothing – like, he's the kind of guy that could say to the coach, I don't want to play any trials. Yeah. Um, and the coach would be like, yeah, 100%. We know you're going to do the job. Comes out and does that. Uh, I thought he was fantastic. Um, who impressed you for the Roosters?
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a hard game because they were obviously missing a number of their guys. Um, Sam Walker came up with a couple of um, good things. I, I don't know. I look at Walker and I, I listen to everyone during the preseason and say, oh, he's put on six kilos. He's... Does he look that much bigger to you? That's so why I sent you a message.
0: I was going to get to a bit later. First trial, he's down again with his neck or his shoulder. Yeah. I just – I'm beginning to be worried. Like, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't because it wasn't a hard tackle. It was a crazy tackle. It was some big, massive – who was it? Was it Leilua or something? I think so, yeah. So, like, it's, not be, it's, it's almost that he's putting his body on the line too much. And I just – just a bit concerned, like, first game and we're already dealing with – and maybe he's just the most unlucky kid ever and he's going to pull through this. And, and players have pulled through way more. I'm not, not sitting here saying that yeah. he's done or whatever, but I'm just saying after the last season where he did get banged up a bit and the whole narrative was he's put on weight, he's all good, and weight wouldn't have changed his outcome. It just – when you see that in the first try, like, please – just praying like please don't become a bit of a trend where yeah
2: we got 26 you've got 30 weeks to go 30 at weeks the Roosters, to go realistically
0: and and again it's probably just purely luck it wasn't because it wasn't a soft tackle it was a, a great tackle by him actually the fact that he even stopped him on the line yeah but the first thing I thought was like ooh like please don't become a trend where he's constantly dealing with you know shoulder issues and that would you consider i mean what were your thoughts all your thoughts
2: on Sam Walker or... Yeah, Sam Walker. Yeah, I, I, I still think... I, I just think he's too tough for his own good. Yeah. I really do. Um, I love him as a footballer. You've got written here, goal kicking as well, which is an interesting one to touch on with Walker. I don't know. I, I just... I want to see more of him. I just think it's it's a worry that we're both concerned about him as, uh, you know, in, in the line and injuries and whatnot when you've also got his house partner, Luke Keery, who's a premier player, but... I mean, these head knocks still worry me with him. Mm. Roosters have got the depth to be able to cover it and deal with it all. But, um, yeah, it is going to be interesting for the Roosters how this one all plays out.
0: Yeah, I, look, I think they'll be fine. It just was a bit of a red flag for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, and not, not from a perspective of a negative mindset, more of a like I just rate Sam Walker so highly. I just yeah. really hope that this doesn't become something – if it continues to happen, I strongly consider working a system around having him not defend front line. Uh, so, for example, you may put him out of the wing for the first four tackles and then fifth comes and you, maybe you put him out in the centres. Uh, again, this is all just spitballing and just, just future-proofing because he clearly could be a superstar, like a superstar of the game.
2: I think it's harder to hide now than it ever has been though. Oh,
0: no, I, I agree. I'm not yeah. saying uh, – and also there, there is a mind of like regardless of hiding, it's like if you're an NRL halfback, there's two parts of the game. There's defence and attack. Yeah. And he is just so courageous. He just puts his body in front every single time. You almost kind of, as a rooster finger, like, bro, just let, please let yeah, the try just, in. Yeah. Just let the try in, bro. Well, you can score three tries yourself, literally. Yeah. Like you can put on four tries to this. Um, so just, just a tiny little – Oh, but it's not me sitting here saying the you know the sky is falling. Sam Walker, blah blah, blah. not not at all. Uh, he's, he's ball running is as good as we've ever seen it. Yep. His break to set up that try, the footwork was incredible in the wet too. In the Very wet, Very impressive. Yep.
2: He, he is. He, I just cannot wait to see him with Kiri. One guy I do want to give a little shout out to, who's his career is at a massive crossroads. Sammy Verrells. Yeah, I thought he played well. I thought he played well for the Chooks. I can't see a world where he's in red, white, and blue next year. Mate, if I'm a club, I'm chasing him hard. Yeah, Hard. He's a high, high-quality knight.
0: Yeah. High-quality he's, yeah, he's
2: been dera- uh, derailed by injuries and a couple of unfortunate things. But, mate, it wasn't that long ago they were playing in a grand final and he was filling in for Jake Friend and doing a really good job. Absolutely. He scored the first try against Canberra in the grand final. He can play. And I don't, I don't believe that
0: he's even close to his potential yet. I don't even think he's been given really a long time. He hasn't even played a, re- a season, really. Yeah. So, yeah, Sam Verrell's really good. Uh, Sam Walker and attack, as usual, silky as they come, so silky. Uh, fuck, his attack is just on another level for, as a half. Like, if you're looking at sevens, he'd be up there with some of the best attack in the, in, that we've seen in a very yeah. long time. When you compare him to other sevens that have come before, at this age... At this
2: age, that's the thing. It yeah, is yeah, just
0: yeah. absolutely wild, his attack. His, his yeah. pass selection... Is usually pretty good. Uh, I think he's going to improve in that. Uh, yeah,
2: he's ball running. So, and it's one thing to have the pass selection, but then to have the confidence oh. to do it in the moments that he does it in the wet weather as well, throwing
0: cutout balls and that. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I just thought it was a, a good, solid Roosters performance. Missing key, key players, and I thought it was good. Yeah, I don't think Robbo looks too deeply into no.
2: trials. I, I don't think he would have even. I thought Radley looks good. Yeah, oh, look good. Yeah, Rad's looked good. Yeah,
0: and. He's digging into the line is just so hard to stop he goes so deep that it just strips a whole team of numbers
2: another thing there isn't a stat for
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so look I think uh, yeah great signs for tigers uh, roosters sweet I think that there's absolutely nothing wrong about they showed their grit in their defense um, now on to probably the biggest story of of the weekend uh, yes. Disclaimer again, just a trial. Eels beat Panthers 36-0. Now, this blew my mind. The Eels looked so good, I can't believe it. Uh, I, now, don't get me wrong, I knew a Nathan Clearyless and an Isaiah Yeo and fisher Harrisless Panthers were never going to be as good as they would be with them, but I did not expect Eels to be this, this good so early. Yeah. It's almost too good. Like just, I'm scared. Just, mate,
2: that, that's my worry. Yeah. I'm I, scared. I heard Brother did you hear Brad Arthur's interview before? Wasn't he saying like we're mate, fucking? It numb. was like it was the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was like this is our moment, we're gonna deliver. For me, once again, you'd know more than me. I would imagine that a coach has probably two or three speeches a year that are gonna really hit. You can't do it every week. Mm. You have to pick your moments when you do it. Has he used one of his cards here in a fucking preseason trial against yeah. half a Panthers side?
0: Yeah. But the confidence it gives them, though,
2: if they if it doesn't get to their head, they yeah. go into
0: round one bouncing off the fucking wall. But
2: it's also thirty six nil against the defending premiers in the trial. Does it? Uh, it could go either way in round one. like we, we yeah, I just
0: I just don't want to live in a world where a thirty six nil thrashing is not a fucking good thing.
2: Yeah, no, no, it is a good thing. Yeah. I just, I yeah. I just think I that... I feel like we're being too cynical. I, I get your maybe. concern. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I get your concern of like 36-0 in a trial and they looked... the That Ill side looked the best we've seen in a very long time. Outside of a grindy win over Melbourne's time in the last year. But, but
2: I, I think why I'm looking at it this way is because if Melbourne win 36-0, I go, okay. If Penrith win 36-0, I go, okay. But Parramatta winning 36-0 this early playing there, probably they're... Like, have you seen them play a better game of football? It was In all fucking crazy. seasons, have you seen them play everything, a better... Everything, everything we dreamed of them clicking, clicked. Yeah. And I just... I worry that over the last few years, take out last year, I look at them and they're great, they're fantastic, they get to the finals and they're not able to taper for the right part of the year. Last year, they looked really good. Um, you know, they still were only a try away from winning that game there. But I don't know, I just... The intensity they came in with, I'm just not sure how many more times Brad Arthur can emulate that. See, That's I just my thought,
0: worry. But. I just thought, and, and I totally get that, that, that if, if I have to have one concern, the concern is, was it too good? Yeah. But I just thought we saw a different level of Junior Paulo. A different level of Regan Campbell Gillard. Like Junior
2: Paulo looked unbelievable.
0: Junior Paulo, we have to remember that last preseason he did boxing. Yeah. So that's gonna that's gonna throw you the preseason out a bit. This preseason, fully clean season, he looked like a beast. He looked like he'd taken that captaincy role and it meant everything to him. I, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I, I, I don't think it's like oh yeah, premiers now. But what's the alternative if you're an Nils fan? Would you have rather win 168 you know, you know what i'm saying yeah no no What's mate, the alternative? I, I
2: i know exactly what you're saying and i, I get it it just I, I just remember sitting on the lounge and listening to Brad Arthur talk before the game and going fuck is it february Yeah. like is it september what what uh, I, that, that's my only concern with it i had a lot of people you know message me say that you know, it's Parramatta's year now i'm not convinced no, no, it's a huge no improvement that's, that's i thought the spine true. was incredible uh, I thought that Moses he kicked his first ball dead, well and truly dead. And I wasn't
0: thought, really his fault though. To, or should have caught that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Fair. But uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, w- w- the point I was getting to was that he still kicked that ball dead. And yeah. normally you would see that sort of rattle Moses a little bit. Yeah. He then came back with probably his best kicking game I've ever seen him have. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I thought he was great. The hooker was sensational. Gutho was great. He did his job. <laughs> we talk about our man oh no you're not allowed to say his name name. uh you know he's he's
0: too cool he's become too cool you can't can't even whisper it he's like voldemort of cool people
2: voldemort mate i oh fuck a duck i messaged you before that game started and i said how good would it be if dylan brown had three trices today on the stats board yeah and I, i i purposely said stats board because he always does this he always produces but NRL stats doesn't credit him the tries, so people think he's shit. And if you still think we're dribbling about that, go and watch the first half of this game. Yeah, it was incredible. He was if Sean Lane didn't drop that ball, which I think yeah, it was like two balls that
0: that pretty yeah, that much was scored yeah.
2: respectfully to Sean Lane. Yeah, um, then there's then the one with Gutho where Dylan Brown completely manipulates the line, creates disarray everywhere. Gutho has a two-on-one, draws and passes. Gutho gets a try assist and a line break. It's all off the back of Dylan Brown.
0: Yeah, It's
2: all off the back of what Dylan Brown does. He then made a line break a little bit later. He made a tackle on uh, the right edge back row for Penrith that the vast majority of halves miss as well. Just one-on-one clean chop. I think it was Scotty Sorensen. Um, He was everywhere, Dylan Brown. I just... It's yeah. uh, mate, the amount of people that are complimenting him. He's been doing this stuff for two years.
0: Yeah, like maybe not at this level, but he has been playing some solid footy for two years.
2: Mighty, yeah, I, I just think people get wrapped up in stats and too much. But anyway, yeah.
0: yeah look, I think uh, Dylan Brown. It was probably the best game he's played. Really, uh, I, I mean, he had a game similar Apart from to his, his against,
2: first year. Yeah. Uh, I think since his first year, it's probably the best game he's played. Yeah.
0: He had a game against the Titans that was really good. That he scored two tries. That was similar to this, but. Uh, Yeah, I mean, as I said in the the Instagram post, is that if the one thing that Panthers were missing was that final knockout blow, we know they've got a great forward pack that can match you with anyone. We've seen them grind out a win against the Storm two times in a year, in a record year for the Storm. Uh, We saw that last game against the Panthers Panthers last year. Could this be finally what they've needed? Is just that extra play out that has that bit of pizzazz, that line breaking, that try assist the the line-break assist. Because if a, if a firing Brown is with a guy like Moses and, and Clint Gutherson, that's almost too much for a defence to handle. You can't handle three guys that can tear you apart. Uh, I thought Dylan Brown was absolutely fantastic. Like, absolute, like put it this way, you know, Sean Lane drops that ball. If he doesn't drop that ball, that was an incredible play by Brown. It was literally a step, line-break, flick pass out the back. That's on the highlight reel all week. In the week. rain. In the rain. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Yeah, massive game from Brown. And then
2: at the end of the game, they moved him to centre and he scored that try where, you know, yes, he's playing centre, but it's the awareness. You could see that as soon as that play unfolded, Dylan Brown was the first guy on the field to realise, this is going to be on here and yep. I just need to put myself there. And that's the sort of awareness he I has. think he'd be a
0: great centre. I really do.
2: Yeah, well, you, you've been yeah. saying it for a while. And, I yeah, when, when I saw the move, I thought, fuck this, he'll, he'll be happy over there. Yep. Um but it's that, it's that awareness that he has that, mm. once again, you can't measure in stats. That's why whenever there's a break, who's the closest Parramatta player to the guy scoring a try? Yeah. It's on Brown. That's if he's not making the tackle to save it because he's got match awareness. He can see what's happening before it happens.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, look, I, I understand people's misgivings of, like, oh, is this, like, a bit too early and they're going to peak too early? But I just – I feel like
2: we don't know. We don't know Yeah we don't maybe, know Maybe yep.
0: maybe not What we do have is the information right now Yeah And the Eels played fucking fantastic
2: Coming out of this weekend The best spine was Parramatta Yeah By sure. a country mile there is no doubt And anymore. best forward back
0: Yeah Like yep. Junior Paulo, like Campbell Gillard Even um, the blokes that came off the bench were fantastic Yeah uh, That older uh, he's He ended up debuting a bit later probably, uh, uh, Makotoa Yeah it? Makotoa or something yeah. like that He was really good um, You know Reed Marnie was quality So That
2: was the other thing too Makotoa scored his try if the Penrith Panthers didn't get a hand to that, just see who the ball was going to under yeah, the stick. Still, yeah. Brown.
0: Um, I thought we saw a bit of Penasini's greatness with his um, yeah. or his quality. Sorry, uh, with that kick, that was fucking that was quality. And and even Reed Money's awareness to just boom straight away drop off. Um, kind of the forgotten man because he signed with the Tigers, but Papali is a scary motherfucker. I thought uh, Madison was quite good in uh, thirteen. His defense was really good.
2: What do you do with Nathan Brown? Do you Mate, I don't. I mean, it's look, he's for thought. Definitely. He's earned
0: that spot. He's earned that spot for sure. Uh, the crazy thing is, like Lane, a week ago, you'd be like, "Mate, he's earned his spot." And then I think on the weekend, he did, you know, struggle with a few drop balls. So I, it'll be, it's going to be interesting to what they do with their back row. Do they go Lane, Papali'i, and Madison on the bench, or do they go with Brown at thirteen, or do they put Madison? I think the only guy that's like under pressure from Madison is probably Lane. I think Brown has played there for so long that he'll probably keep his spot, 13. But if I had to guess right now, I'd assume that the back row will be Lane, Brown, Papali'i with Madison coming off the bench. Even though Madison played really well, it just seems that um, you know Lane played really well the week before and I guess you're trying to build a combination with Dylan yeah. Brown.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. I'll say this about Parramatta, and I can't remember if, if you said it to me or someone else said it to me. They did look like on the weekend finally that they're a team that's played together for four and five years yeah like they're yeah. starting to like especially coming up against panthers who yes they're missing guys but defense is an attitude and it has been a Penrith for so long now and we watched last
0: year when they're missing players they just whoever put the jersey they on just
2: produce they yeah. produce um so i mean and the, the one that stood out for me was the play where penasini kicked in field as you said that little touch by reed marnie mm. like Things like that in the conditions they're in is a sign of a team that is... And even the way that junior, like Junior Paul was unbelievable, but even some of the short balls and stuff he was throwing, they're just all in sync. Yeah. They were all in Polo sync. Paulo looked fucking
0: scary. Yeah. Like we talked about Nass. Paulo looked Well, they were my so two standout
2: forwards from the weekend. Mate, Paulo
0: looked so good. So, look, again, there's a lot of people that are going to be saying too early this, that, and the next thing, but you don't know. You don't know. Maybe you're right, but what we do know now... For sure, the information that we have, Eels played fantastic and Parry Eels fans should be stoked. Yep. Um, now, that could all change in two weeks' time. So, you know, but put it this way. What would you rather go into trial? Get busted every week or win 36 nil each week?
2: Yeah, probably 36 nil. Probably
0: the 36 nil. Getting, like, look at the Broncos. Honestly,
2: if I'm Parramatta, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah,
0: I'm probably being a, li- a little bit negative. Who do you but... reckon, like, yeah, I, I think that, You'd much rather win trials than lose them for sure. Yeah, no, no,
2: that's fair. That's fair. Um, oh, yeah. I think it was probably a good experience for some of these young Panthers that have been playing first grade and reserve grade there for two years and have lost a handful of games of football yeah. to really get slapped around and feel what it feels like again to just be stuck in that quicksand. Yeah, where you just can't. Yep. You just can't pull yourself out of it. Um, Tago, I thought he was. Good for Penrith He good, struggled yeah, f- A few, a few reads, early. But yep. I just love his
0: energy Mate he's, he's he, just a goer He's so aggressive yep. um, One of his When he tackled Gutho as he caught the ball Loved that shit um, I thought Crichton was a little bit quiet A bit concerning with Crichton Not concerning Because he's such a gun that, that Wet weather footy Probably doesn't really suit A guy like Crichton Yeah Because um, he's so He's got so much finesse about him uh, But you know not i don't think there's a thing to worry about with the panthers
2: yeah i don't think they'll be concerned you know they
0: space. were missing cleary edwards fisher harris Leno, Sorensen, martin and yo like that is a fair whack of, of players uh and yeah i don't think there's anything to worry about and for the first you know half or at least the first 20 minutes it was they were in it with a quite inexperienced um team in the middle there so Panthers fan, do not worry. Do not worry at all. Eels fans, just hope that this doesn't get to their head and they roll out round one and they're like, yeah. we're going to pump someone. I don't think it will. I think that they're all smart enough to know it's a trial and they're missing some key players. Uh, 13 offloads for the Eels was really interesting. They seem to be a team that is going to lean heavily into that. They were really good at it last year. Uh, Paulo was really good at it. Papa Lee. I mean, they're a great team of offloaders and it is something that the Storm have always struggled with. If you're a team that can offload against the Storm, yeah. it throws out all their systems and that's why Paro was able to beat them last two, two, um, two times they played them. Uh, hopefully maverick Guy I dislocated an elbow, but it went back in, so hopefully there's not ligament damage there. And he's back, because uh, he's impressive, man. He is impressive. 18, really handy. like yep. him. Um, Panthers had just three tackles in the Eels' 20 um the Eels 20 metre zone in the first half. Wow. Shows you how strong the Panthers, uh, the Eels defence was and how good Moses' kicking game was. Yep. Um, anyway, so good signs for Eels. Don't worry, Panthers fans. Don't worry at all. No worries. Uh, Dragons v South. Dragons defeat South 16-10. Uh, how do we think Lachlan Ilias went?
2: I thought he went well. Yeah, agreed. Um, for his first game, you know, playing alongside Cody. I, I know he played one, one game last year, but the first time where this team is his, uh, I thought he did really well. I thought that I thought it was interesting the way that South attacked, and I don't know if there's much to read into it or not because Cam Murray and Latrell Mitchell weren't there, but I just found it interesting for the first half. Ilias didn't cross the halfway. Yep. He just stayed on his right edge, and it meant that Cody Walker was sort of in at first receiver. Um Towards the back end of his stint, Ilias, he sort of came over to the left, which I like to see more. I thought he was really good. I thought that his combination – there was there was one time where, where, where it went to shit, but I thought his combination with Colum and Tungy was good. I think yeah. that'll be a good little combo this this season. Uh, I think it's handy for Ilias to have Campbell Graham out there as much as I'd rather Campbell Graham on the left. I think it's good for him. I, I thought Ilias did a good job, mate. I think that he he improved as the game went on. Mm. And I think he will continue to prove as the season goes on. Cody Walker, though, fuck, he looks good. <laughs> he's <laughs> taking it personally. Out. It's like that Michael Jordan meme. That's exactly what it was.
0: It's like yeah. everyone keeps talking about Reynolds. Are we not? Are we forgetting yeah. that I'm still here?
2: Oh mate, how good was it? That was he's good, uh, so good when it's he popped down, when, when the when I think it was Colin Ontong. got tackled on the right tramline. He popped out down the short side. Yep. I've never seen him there before Yeah It was Crazy It was yeah, He's it got was. to have
0: one of the best footy brains I've ever seen Yeah Like I, I, I can't think of another player currently playing That can read the game as it's happening As well as Cody Walker
2: I love there was a play where he dropped um, He dropped Dry Arrow down And and then he wrapped around the back of him and you could just see him barking orders. And he he just had them done. Absolutely done. And that's what we haven't seen much of with Cody Walker dropping his back row or coming back down the short side. Real halves play throughout a whole set, which I'm super excited to see. It'll be interesting to see once Cam Murray comes back. Will he play that – will he play the first receiver role as they go down that that short side? Um, Honestly, when I was watching that game, it made me think – like this, left edge is so good, and Cody Walker is such a key part of it. But fuck, we've probably missed out on some unbelievably entertaining footy from Cody Walker. Oh yeah, for if sure. He didn't. And staying down that corridor worked for him one hundred percent. But I reckon this year we're going to see some crazy things from Mate. Walker, just popping like up. He looks good. Yeah. I just, I, I, I
0: can't remember a season at the start that he's looked this good. No, he was. It was
2: creating it for himself, um, and that's he, he's got to be a bit selfish. For sure, because they need He's got to gotta do it this yeah, year. he yeah. has
0: to do it. Uh, so, yeah, my, my opinion on Ilias, for the pressure the kid was under, I thought he handled it fantastically. Yeah. Like, very easy for a kid like that to get in over his head and be, you know, running around with his head cut off. Good, solid, you know, wasn't great, but also wasn't bad. I thought he was good. Uh, his 2040 is a really good example of – I just thought it was, like, so poetic of, like, you lose Reynolds, who's the best kicking yeah. kicker in the game. Maybe Nathan Cleary has taken him over, but Reynolds for the past whatever years has been the best kicker. And then Ilyas' first big play is a 20-40, uh, a bit poetic. So, yeah, I think um, what's good about that is it shows the kick can kick. And that's that's the one thing that Reynolds – not the one thing, but
2: probably his biggest arsenal is his kicking game. Um, so I, I thought as well In his last 10 minutes Before he went off He started to run the ball And he yeah. started to take them on I thought he looked A lot more dangerous So this kid His confidence is only Going to build um, It's going to be A big first month for him Massive It's going to be huge Speaking of sixes Our boy
0: Amone Yeah He is fucking Something <laughs> special, special. That is. right foot step But then later in the game Went bang bang Left foot step Fuck Oh man I mean, Cody Walker had an incredible game. Yeah. But we've come to
2: expect that. That's Cody fucking Walker. Amone is a rookie still. Rookie. Sometimes you see kids his age come in and they've got a good right footstep and they overuse it and they mm. use it in the wrong moments. He seems to nail it yeah. in the right moment every single time. He does it He does it enough to worry you, but he doesn't overdo it so you don't know when it's coming. If you know what I mean, Like he, his, his selection of when to use it is very special. Um, I was... Very impressed with him. I thought Ben Hunt. Yeah.
0: Fuck, if you good. still want
2: to bag Ben Hunt, fuck. miss me. Absolutely Mate. miss me. He is I'm such a good like, footballer. I'm
0: so surprised that these players that are like 30, 31 years old, maybe maybe I just am remembering incorrectly, but I feel like back in the day, as soon as players started hitting 30, 31,
2: they're basically… Yeah, it was played up here. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah. They're a
0: shadow of themselves. That's the way I… But I feel like like Cody Walker is dynamic. Ben Hunt is playing some of the best footy. Outside of 2015, some of the best footy he's played. Yeah. There
2: was a moment there where Ben Hunt got the ball down the left side. He threw it to Sully and then he wrapped around him. Yeah. When Ben Hunt's doing that sort of oh, shit, yeah. he's on. He's on. He's. Just, I love that he's just taking control of this side. He loves being in control. Yeah. I mean, what he, he, he kicks it from his own 10-metre line to mm. find his wing. That was like, Quade Cooper is his most yeah. adventurous sort of best. Uh, yeah, mate. A lot of – I mean, fuck. What about the two centres? Suley. Lomax, what Lomax did, poor AJ. Mate. Shouldn't be allowed to do that to people. Zach Lomax, what do we
0: say, what do they need for Christmas? Yeah. Zach Lomax, he's been flying under the radar for the last couple of years. I'm telling you, this kid can be anything. Like, he can be the next Gaznia. That's how good this guy is. Now, he has a long way to go there, but did that not give you shades of Gaznia? Tell me that didn't. Mate, I, when
2: I watched it, I honestly I saw AJ and I didn't realize who it was at the start. And I thought, oh, that poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw the replay and I was like, oh my god, that was a, like the, AJ is a top shelf winger. It's nothing against AJ. It's just how good that move was. It was a no look uh, flick pass yeah. after uh, he stepped three blokes or it was two gaz blokes all over. There's, yeah.
0: there's a Gaznier special shimmy shimmy fucking there's the business baby see you later try time down at the fucking the Harp Hotel I'm fucking getting <laughs> ten cartons of beer down me gullet. Take some fucking rugby league down your gullet, <laughs> red V. Marching on, on. Oh, when the Saints go marching on, march on down to the fucking heart. glassy. Hey, eh? march on down to one five one. Bit of blue note. I tell you
2: what, <laughs> I don't even feel bad. I can't get on your level. I just, I just had, a, I had an aneurysm. That wasn't even me. That was just fucking.
0: That was the that was the ghost of the glass house speaking through me. <laughs> Um, yeah, that – and what's crazy, what's absolutely fucking insane is we're not even talking about Suli yet.
2: Yeah, right.
0: You know? He's a beast. He's a f-
2: problem. Yeah, he is a serious issue for sides. And I mm. said it on Instagram the other day when he realises how good he can be. Fuck, good luck. Uh, what are we looking at?
0: Are people starting to believe in the dragons? Now, don't get me wrong, I still think that, you know – there is a chance that they could struggle, but I was pretty impressed and I've never been of the mind. The fact that they are favourites for Spoon is the biggest fucking G-up in my mind. Well, they're not
2: anymore, thankfully, but okay. they were for a long time. And that made no sense puzzled to me. Puzzled me, yeah. You're
0: telling me a team that has Ben Hunt in it is more favourite for the Spoon than some of the other teams
2: we have out here that have struggling... You know, like, are you kidding me? A halfback makes... A halfback and a 13 and a 9. Like, they, they're okay. And look... Jack DeBellin, with
0: everything unfortunate that's happened in his life, he's never going to get the same attention. But he is a high, high, high. quality. He player. was playing Origin before everything happened. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to their spine and the quality of it, like Sloane is continuing to prove he is. He is classy. They've got a Monet. Like is it is, it, is it a Monet or a Moan? Please let us know. I'm pretty sure it's a Monet, but let yeah, us know because sure. um, he's, he's is he Sam I'm unsure. Can you check what his heritage is? If you are of the same heritage of uh, Amone, please let us know if we're saying it incorrectly because we want to try to get as many right as we I've can. I've heard a
2: few different pronunciations. Yeah, probably. okay. Yeah. Let
0: us know. Let us know. Tongan. Um, He's Tongan. Yeah. Okay. Apologies for saying you someone. Yeah, uh, let us know. Any Tongan people that listen to this uh, podcast, if we're saying it incorrectly, please let us know. Uh, I think the Dragons recruited well. I think, you know, Woods and that. Woods just offered stability in the middle there. One thing I was, like, it blows my mind. So Josh McGuire plays the game before, uh, which is, okay, fair enough. He, It's surprising, but fair enough. Then he gets put on the bench and he comes on at hooker. Can
2: someone, like, what? You can pick a 30-man squad. Pick a young halfback or a young give hooker. Give him a chance. Like, give I the, don't. Like, ugh. give
0: experience to a young nine that needs experience. I don't understand... It makes no sense to me. You've got you got a squad of thirty. You've got Andrew McCulloch, absolutely eighty meter eighty minute hooker, guaranteed. Lock it in. Are you telling me there isn't another nine in that squad that could benefit from getting twenty minutes in a trial match with the NRL squad?
2: I don't get it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Like he was the second choice halfback last week. It just makes. He's a suspended front rower. I, I had people mention me go. Oh, he's just giving him time. It's like give him time in the front, front row.
0: Yeah, I just it makes it makes no sense. no sense whatsoever. It's bizarre. I'm sure there's an internal reason. This is one of those things that there's so much going internally that we don't know about. That I'm sure there's an internal reason. Maybe maybe the nine that he does that is coming through he feels isn't ready. Maybe that's the case, or he's got you know some young heart because like, we have to remember like Bud Sullivan probably would have had that role. Yeah,
2: and as well would have had that role, but I just find it hard to believe. And injured? Yeah, he's injured, so okay. he wasn't playing either. Yeah, but okay. I just find it hard to believe there isn't anyone else that could. Maybe jump there in. isn't
0: because he got and You got yeah. Sullivan.
2: They let go of um Tyrant Wishart last year. He probably would have been the next guy. I Wishart don't know, looked just really good for this. Is that the Storm? Yeah, he looked really it's good. Fair. He's a, he's a I Can't player.
0: believe they let him go after watching him play <laughs> for the Storm. Jesus, yeah. he um, can. Like McCulloch, is going to retire at least a year or two. Yeah, Wishart would have been their next nine. Now you're stuck with forcing Sullivan to maybe like Sullivan's not a long-term nine. He's a he's yeah. a great half.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, that was surprising. But Dragons fans, I think be happy and look if they win the spoon, I'll be shocked.
2: They don't win in a spoon.
0: Shocked. Yeah. They looked good. Um, Ramsey, I think he's really good on the wing. Great finisher. I think keep he, like he's getting swapping with Sloan in that, and I think that he wants to play fullback. But I think he's a really good. Winger. He's a good winger. He's a really good winger. Yeah. Um, that finish was insane. My back was hurting. That finish was that. and that's what I mean. If you put him at fullback, you don't get that. Yeah. Like can Sloan do that? We don't know. But we know for sure Cody Ramsey, if he gets half a sniff, he's gonna finish it. And that's like a forgotten art with wingers. Bit like we have all these massive wingers that take, you know, hit-ups out of their own end and it is really good. But that is priceless when you get a sniff of points in a game where it's so hard to score. Um,
2: and then i think you you look at the ball playing which is so important for a fullback sloan compared to ramsey mm. sloan's the sloan's knockout the winner there for, sure.
3: for me uh Sorry, Drag- i've just been looking and literally half the websites say samoa and half say tonga for oh really Mone. so i'm not sure christian wolf is quoted tonga coach saying he's eligible but then dragons like there's a few websites that say he's well samoa, he, he so might be mo- both then he could be both yeah, yeah. like maybe his um mother and father are samoa and tongan
0: Anyway, if we're saying it wrong, please let us know. Again, also apologies if we're getting his heritage wrong. Um, He's a gun though, absolute gun. He is becoming one of my most exciting prospects in the NRL. It's exciting to watch. Yeah, far out. Uh, Dragons win Charity Shield, first time in 10 years. Congratulations. Um, You know, funnily enough, the last time they won it, I was playing for them. I played in it, yeah. (laughs) That's how long ago it was. (laughs) We we beat the Rabbitohs on the buzzer and me and uh, Adam Reynolds had lived in a fight. Jeez, you pick your targets, don't you? No, he tried to fight me, and then Isaac Luke tried to fight me. That wasn't Fuck my fault. Fuck that. No, no, thank you. So so this is what happened. So we were winning, we're up by like a try or whatever. <laughs> They're on our line,
2: yeah.
0: attacking our line, and we're stripped for numbers. I shoot in, jam Reynolds, he drops the ball, we win the match. Then um, he pushes me because he was angry because he lost the match. And then I pushed him back, and then Isaac Luke come out of nowhere from behind and fucking... He started brouhahaing, but uh, we won. So, how many Adam Reynolds would you rather
2: fight before you fight one
0: Isaac? Hey, you just hey, I tell you what, I've been, I've, I've sparred enough and been in enough boxing rings. You don't know, you don't oh, know until you know. The guys that God. look like not to worry about, I, put it this way: a fist on your chin is a fist on your chin. Doesn't matter who oh, it comes mate, from, a whether it's from
2: Isaac Luke. I'll tell you, good God. You could be the
0: angriest guy in the world or the nicest guy in the world. A fist on your chin is a fist on your chin. I promise you that. Um, yeah. So look, I think both teams, nothing to worry about. I think Latrell definitely coming back is is a, is Latrell needs to play the full season for South. If if Latrell does get injured and is out for a substantial amount of time, that is a huge concern for me with the South.
2: Yeah, massively. Him and Cam Murray coming in is going to be huge. Um, my last talking point, Campbell Graham. Yeah. I I mean, I watched Paulo. Play um, last week against the Cowboys reserve grade side. I mean, he didn't overly impress for me. I I'm no him.
0: closer to knowing who that other centre no. is.
2: And I'll, mate, uh, he's going to get a baptism of fire because he's going to mark Tony Staggs week one. It's going to be a huge test for Paulo. And oh, I thought he sort of struggled a little bit against the Dragons. I don't
0: think Paulo gets a spot to be honest. I don't think he does. It's got to be someone else that. I reckon they'll be stubborn. You reckon? Yep. He struggled. he struggled a bit the last couple it's of games. Tr- I, mean, I think he's
2: a good winger. Like I I mean, he's a great winger. He's proven he's a good injured. winger. Yeah. I just, I
0: don't know. It's one of those situations sometimes where they've seen him coming through the grades. Yeah. So there must be evidence of him playing some good footy in the centres. Um, but I agree with you. I feel he has really struggled in that centre position. Is is um, Tass injured? I, I think th- he's injured. He's okay. not. He,
2: has, he didn't play on the weekend. I, think that, he must I You be know
0: injured. what he did impress me? I just just his energy. The young fella that came on with the headgear, they reckon he's a young raw talent. Um, I forgot his name. Do you know who I'm talking about, Matt? He came on with the headgear. I think he's like 22. He and apparently he's like could be the next thing for them. And he he impressed me. I loved his energy. I thought he took some really tough carries. Really young. Uh, came on in a crucial
3: part of the match. 22 was Romano Cook. Romano Cook. I'm not, I'm not sure if that's is he uh, a Fijian or. Have a look. Also, as I test, he's got a back injury.
0: Back injury. Back injury. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the guy that came on with the headgear, um, he was I, I liked him, and he's, he's a young gun. Uh, now, on to game of the round. That damn wet
2: weather. So, Turn us over again.
0: That's no, good. That's what we want. It's an ambush. Uh, Cowboys defeat the Broncos 26-6. Thoughts on this match?
2: Yeah, I've already spoken about this one a little bit. I thought Broncos were pretty disappointing. I think Reynolds has got some work cut out for him. Um, Cowboys though Very impressive uh, Obviously you had Albert Kelly out to this one Gamble came in He played six um, I'd probably say Gamble was the better Ball player yeah, in this one. I, I, <laughs> I, I,
0: I honestly think You know Last week if you said Pick the team Well would have been My six <laughs> This week if you picked The team Gamble would be my six And I'd almost like Even though I wouldn't Do this I'd almost push close To Ezra That's how much I just don't know Who should be that six now Yeah Um I think you go Gamble just out of loyalty. I honestly think you just go Gamble out of loyalty.
2: I, I think they'll go Walters. I don't, I don't think so. I'm going back in Walters.
0: I, 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 no. Nah. I, fuck.
2: Take I, some I, fucking I, balls I to go Walters. I if, if, you know, Dobbin and all them were reporting that Walters had won it last week, he wasn't good on the weekend, don't get me wrong, but I also don't think Gamble was... Unbelievably, I think it's very similar to the Dearden situation that I think he had his foot in front. I think he'll hold on to it, but they could go so many ways here and yeah. none of them would shock But me.
0: that's the problem. That's the issue is they have, they've gotten to round one and there's still no clearer of who is the best six of the club. Yeah. There is, like, well, I, th- I mean, he still hasn't played much footy, but I think we can all agree Ezra Mam is going to be the best six of the club. Uh, I mean, eventually, he may not, yeah. he may not eventually, but it's, it's coming like to a point where I'm like, man, I tell you what, I would be doing. I'd probably be bringing Ezra Mem as my 18th man or 19th man just to get him into the system as soon as possible. Because, like, you know, a lot of the halves have had quite an opportunity at the Broncos over the last 12 to 16 months, or at least the 12 months, to cement the spot. Like, it's free. That's, that's, that sixth jersey is free. It's sitting there waiting for someone to just go, I'm the guy. Um, and no one has really stood out above the other person. Yeah. And so if I'm Broncos, I'm sitting there going, look, maybe we don't fast-track Azmaran too much, but probably just get him around the system as much as we can to, because he seems to be the answer long-term.
2: And, I mean, they don't even have the Tomorrow Martin headache yet either. Yeah, He'll come on as the season goes. Gamble, Walters, Kelly, Ezra Mann, Tomorrow Martin, how many of them wear the six jersey at some point this year, you reckon? That's that's something you
0: can't do. You've just got to stick for a bit, at least for 10 rounds. I mean, unless we're just getting pumped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think perfect world, we go okay this year. We, we finish about 10th. Ezra Man plays four to six NRL games, just ease him into it. Then next year you basically go like Ezra, it's your spot to lose unless a six kills it. Um, yeah. Kev's
2: no stranger to swapping in changing. But that's, that's the thing though. I think yeah.
0: Benny Eichen has would have yeah, okay. come in and been like, mate, we're not doing that again. How did that help us? Yeah,
2: Surely Reynolds will. Or- Echoing and Re- yeah, thoughts. Reynolds
0: will be saying the same thing. I can't yeah. deal with a different guy every week. Look, I don't know who the I don't know who the six is going to be. I really don't. Um, there's been quite a lot of people online saying Ezra, Ezra should be the six. I just think that's way too early. Yeah, he's too raw. Because
2: honestly there's no one that they could name at six next and I'd go. Yeah, that's the
0: one. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I was I, just, I was quite surprised. I just felt like Walters had he had it. It was right there, and it just seemed like he just didn't seem to be energized and getting up and you know, demanding the ball and and setting plays up. It just – he had some decent runs on the weekend, don't get me wrong, but out of the two, I just thought Gamble probably offered a bit more. Now, did Walters not get the ball as much because Gamble was demanding it so much? That could be a possibility. That does happen quite a lot in teams where you've got a guy that's just so dominant. And and to be fair, Gamble's side was extremely dominant. Like, I don't think Walters' side saw any good ball, really, especially for the first half at least, at the very least. Um... So, it's tough yeah. though
2: because like it is just going to be so diff- difficult. It's so so different with Reynolds. Yeah, it's so hard that they're going into this season <laughs> trying to decide between five guys who's going to wear the six. The seven is new to the club and he hasn't played a game yet.
1: Yeah,
0: I like,
2: like I, personally, I think that if Reynolds was fit this year and he would have played in two trials, there'd be no question. Yeah. I, I think someone would have would have fit that mould. Yeah, and I probably lean towards Walters. I, I think that's the other thing that I take into my consideration. I think he will be the best fit for Reynolds, but. Mm.
0: Yeah I don't know The argument could be like Albert Kelly is probably the best Attacking six As in purely Ball running and that Could he fit Reynolds better?
2: Yeah I, I still think Walters has shown Some flashes that he Yeah Mate I, I've got no idea Yeah here, I don't so. know I don't think Kevin Waltz Has any idea either I yeah. think he's just trying To work out I just it out. thought
0: You got the trial there You're in the seven jersey
2: You All you got to do is play An energised game Yeah and it just didn't seem like... You never see this in rugby league. You never see a jersey thrown in the middle of five guys and you get the end of three weeks and go, well, fuck, I still don't yeah, know. Okay, just... No one has... There's been guys that have jumped ahead and dropped back, but then they've all evened out. They're all... they. What, what have they learned from the last two weeks that they didn't know two weeks ago? Well, it's got more confusing. It's It's, it's got more confusing because Walters has, has shown that he is actually a genuine contender there.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um... Yeah, Broncos. In a nutshell, uh, I left this note when I was watching it. Twenty minutes to go, down by fourteen. There's a defensive kick on a line, and we don't even contest for it. We don't even contest for it. Um, fifteen minutes, fifteen minutes to go. We're attacking their line. It's a crossfield kick. We allow them to catch it and tackle them. Like,
2: it's just it boggles my mind because it's like, where's the competitive nature? And I, I think I, I think the play you're talking about, it was Branko Lee yeah. that tackled him and the commentator went, oh, Branko trying to force him in. It's tw- you're down by 20 points. Like, if you're... if you're The uh, ball's in the air. Contest for the fucking ball. Contest for the ball. We're 14 down. It's a trial
0: match. What are we trying to do? Get a repeat set? Yeah. Like, what? It just... And that's where I just think that it's not Branko Lee specifically. It's across that whole team. Yeah. It's just... It's that killer instinct of like just winning at all costs. Like, it's just, I don't know. I think the whole team looked flat, to be honest. They, there wasn't really anyone outside of Haas and Carrigan. I thought Haas and Carrigan were fantastic. I thought when they were on the field, we looked really competitive. Uh, I thought Kobe Heatherington was good. Uh, but once, once Haas and Carrigan came off, just, I don't know, we just flat. We just looked flat. And I, I wonder, like, uh, were we training to? I don't know. Like, we can't get up for a trial. Like, we're we're in a desperation mode right now we're in desperation mode so yeah I, I just hate to admit I was really disappointed with the trial does it mean that I'm does it change my opinion of where I feel the Broncos are finished this year absolutely not but it was just these little things that you know just the com- competitive nature you know you get a crossfield kick it's right there for you to contest you can score like you can be the man you can be the man and and you just go no, I'll go for the safe option. It's like bro, it's not five minutes in, um, and then you know, sell on Cobo and the Pereira one. That was more if you know, as a back, that was probably the fullback's ball to get because they came down the short side, yeah. and and uh, Pereira's got to stay up. This is, the drink up. Kick? This is yeah, a drink water yeah. kick, and so that's just an experience, and that's why I believe that with everyone fit. You don't have someone at fullback you start him either at center or on the wing and you allow him to develop his game a bit further this year and then you start him at fullback next year uh and there was also a defensive lap where so put it this way two kicks that they score off if if we had a more experienced person back there they probably don't score all of a sudden the score is what uh, 14-6 yeah it's it's, that's or or let's say you know they let's say it's 16-6 so look Really disappointing night, but I just don't don't all of a sudden be like, oh, fuck, you know, the world's burning.
2: Yeah, it's not the be all and end all, but it is concerning. I mean, history tells me that a Cowboys team without Jason Tamalolo isn't going to win many games of football. Sure, they look the best I've seen them in a while. Yeah, oh, and no, I don't know it. if that's got to do with the Broncos or a cow. I, I I don't know. It's trial. Has so. did get
0: Sinbin for ten minutes, which did hurt us. Yeah. Um, the concern as well is is around that same period. We had a bunch of points scored on us. The same thing happened last week against yeah, the Titans. Yeah. Um,
2: but that's also going to be the reality of this season. Guys are going to get simbin, and you've yeah. got to fucking
0: deal with it. Oh, for sure. You've got sure. to work
2: your shit out. You've got to deal with
0: it. There's no denying it was absolutely disappointing. Yeah. Like, there is absolutely no denying it. And I think Walters would have felt that. He would have, and he would have gone and spoken to the boys about it. Um, so, look, we just got to be better. And I, I don't know, as I said earlier in the, the piece, we've been saying this for two years now. We... We're missing that old school grit that we yep. used to have. Unfortunately, uh, what else? There, yeah, what else is there to say? Like, what well under the Cowboys? Yeah, what well under the Cowboys? Broncos, you know, pretty disappointing or really disappointing. Uh, and I think that the late charge last week really bandaged what could it? have looked quite poor. Um, and I, I, I did say last week that that was one of the, the biggest negatives from the weekend of trials was, A, the Tigers, and, and B, the Broncos, 20-minute period. And, you know, once again, it's about 26 points. Once again, we didn't get to fight back. So, yeah, really disappointing. Um, I, I just hope it doesn't continue because it would, it would be devastating if Reynolds was to come to the club and we were to continue to play that way and we've got Reynolds and Katewell, it's like, uh-oh.
2: And it also, for, for me, if I was other senior players in this competition, the Broncos are trying to recruit and I look at how it's played out, if it doesn't work without oh rooms, yeah, it's a huge red flag.
0: Huge red flag. You know, if I'm a guy like Payne Haas who has yet to extend and Reynolds has come, Kate Will has come, and, you know, they don't manage to get better, I well, still I, mean, I still believe we can, we can work it out. Oh, you can, yeah. But um, it is
2: trials at the end of the day. The You've concerning got- thing
0: for me, though, is that, like, Look at the Roosters squad that ran out on paper. Look at the Broncos squad that ran out on paper on the weekend of the trials. Is there that much difference between the quality of it?
2: Yeah, that's the Not one. Not
0: really? Like, on paper, is there that much difference? You could argue, oh, well, they've got Victor Adley. Well, we've got Payne Haas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could argue, who else? they got Sam Walker. we got Selwyn Cobbo. Um so, I understand it's a, key, a player in a key area, but even when, like, Walker goes off and Rara, like, just the difference in the Roosters and the Broncos right now, like, obviously, the Roosters' roster is better, but is it that much better that well, even when their reserve grade is playing, they still manage to... Yeah. You're not looking at, at the Roosters going, they didn't try and catch a kick. You know, you're not looking at those areas, and that's where you see the difference in the club. Like, I truly believe if that Broncos squad had the same culture as the Roosters squad that we could play close-ish to their not their first grade side their first grade side is a super side but do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, um, and I just I look at those two, two, two squads on the weekend and I don't see that much of a difference in, in talent and ability on paper um, I still think obviously the Roosters gun side but yeah so that, that is the concerning thing is that on paper we have quite a good side Carrigan Haas uh, Heatherington's quality you've got Katoni Stags, you've got Selwyn Cobbo
2: it just seems like as a collective, there's a the defensive attitude isn't there to me. I that's don't feel confident it. with the Broncos mm. in yeah. defense at all, and yeah, I don't know. It's going to be. I mean, if we're sitting here in six weeks' time and they're doing well and Adam Reynolds is braining it, I won't be shocked because that's the sort of caliber of footballer he is. Mm. But I'm probably more nervous now than I have been all preseason about okay. the Bubs.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I'm. I'm I still believe that they'll they finish around 10 to 12. Yep. does not change my opinion there. Uh, but definitely disappointing. Definitely yep. disappointing. Um, now, on to Storm beat the Knights. Uh, I think uh, Storm, once again, have a great nine. <laughs> That's just crazy. Wishart, he was really good. Munster looks.
2: Yeah, just on um, Tyrone Wishart, like... I can't believe the dragons let him go. He played hooker the other night. He's as good halfback, five eight fullback. Has he's he is. barely played hooker? hey. And he hardly, he's hardly played any hooker. He is. He could be with the most versatile guy in this competition over the next few years. He yeah. can just do everything. Wishart, obviously, his, his old man Rod Wishart, champion bloke. Um, you know, I, I had Rod on my podcast last year, and he mm. spoke about how this came about. And Melbourne Storm rang Tyrant. It wasn't wow. his manager going to them. They've. Rod mentioned that Melbourne have got some sort of system where they, they put these guys through it. It's, it's almost like a test that they do or something, and it's like it comes a mathematical
0: to, test kind of thing.
2: Yeah, and it, but it, it's like about your personality and it comes out with certain traits. and apparently Tyron nailed it. Wow. And he's gone down there. I think he's living with Harry Grant and Brendan Smith, so you can imagine that fucking household that'll be wow. wild. Um, and he's come in, played hooker. I, I would argue one of the harder positions to play. And did an incredibly good job for them. So I'm I'm anticipating him to make his debut round one. You think he'll start at nine?
0: Yeah, probably with Cheese and Grant. Is Grant out? Yep.
2: Yeah. So suspended? It's him or Nick Arima, essentially. You yeah, what? Sorry? Um, yeah, Grant say, suspended.
3: Could, yeah, Grant suspended. Cronk, but Cronk also said that he reckons Wishart's number one in line to play.
2: To play, yeah. Yeah. So what's Grant suspended for? Uh, there was a tackle in the semi final, was it? Who their last game? Penrith. I'm pretty sure he's got a okay. he's got a one game suspension. Isn't that? Fucking G up. Um, I want to say a head. What do they call it? He suspension. Head sling maybe.
3: Oh, it just says suspension. Okay. Yeah, okay, anyway. he's definitely out round one. So okay, we
0: yeah. are. So they're down to their third string hooker, and he's, he played the best. Gun. Yeah. Um, Munster looks scary. He's looking fucking red hot. And that's what we're talking about in the off season this could be could have been the best thing for him yeah get on the straight narrow. he's looking fit he's looking strong he's looking fast he's looking silky
2: he looks faster over 10 meters than i've ever seen him before for sure his, uh, his
0: body he, it's the best physique i've ever seen monster have
2: yeah for sure and he's you know he looks a lot thinner but guys are still just falling off him mm. now he's just got that yeah weird strength about him where guys just peel off him yeah. um mate, i thought and like he moved to fullback i fucking love him at fullback but that try that he scored where he just went through the middle, 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Mate, I haven't seen Munster run like that without the ball in his hand yeah. in so long. Yeah. It is a scare. Shows you how good
0: aspect. he is at fullback. Goes there 10 minutes, line break, tries to.
2: He'd be a top five fullback tomorrow if
3: you put him there for me. Top three. Top yeah, three. Oh,
2: fuck, I wouldn't push back on it.
3: Like, remember in Origin when he went back to fullback for a bit? What he you got there? Sorry, I was just going to say, uh, Grant was a crusher tackle on Dylan Edwards. yeah. I can't okay. remember it, to be honest, but Okay. Yeah. Um Hughes is looking real good. (laughs) Hughes looked
0: unbelievable. Like Fucking Melbourne Storm, bro. Melbourne Storm. Um, I mean, we say it all the time, but Melbourne Storm look incredible. Uh, They look like their depth is all sorted. Um, You know, I'd probably say their only maybe concern is if a few of their front rowers get injured, but that's probably like any team. Any team, yeah. Um, I actually think the Knights came out of this looking okay. Like, I know they got beaten 24-10, but... I actually didn't mind it. The only concern I have is Best. Now, Best said he, it's just a cork,
2: but it's just. It's again, though. It's just
0: that, again, it's kind yeah. of like the Sam Walker situation. Now, Sam Walker is a little bit different because he hasn't had years and years. But you're just like, man, I just want to see you on the field. No niggles, nothing.
2: Uh, is it time to be concerned with, with uh, Best or it was just a cork? It's so I'm concerned. The concern? Best is, I heard me on my podcast two or three years ago when he first sort of burst on the scene. And, and he told me about his injury history then, and I sat there and went, oh, Christ. Like, it's been happening since he was 16, the poor bastard. Like, he's so talented. He's so determined. Should I, he lose weight? As in, like, he's so muscular. Yeah, I is don't know. Is it time to just lose a bit of muscle mass? you know this stuff better than me. I don't yeah. know. But this, this isn't a three-year issue. This has been a yeah. seven-year issue with Bradman Best. Usually mm-hmm.
0: it's like if you keep getting injured like that, not usually, and this is all just the... Well, my experience is like sometimes losing muscle mass just balances yeah. your body a bit better. And he's such a, big, a stocky. Court.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm worried about him. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say. I wish him all the very best. And Newcastle need him to stay injury Absolutely free. Absolutely him. I That's thought, their strong edge with the way that Pongo plays and the way that Clune yeah. plays. They, they need a strike left centre. Mm. I thought Dan Gagai offered a
0: lot. Yeah. Um, I thought, uh, as we said, Clune was really, really good. We've already kind of spoken about him. Uh, I think Clifford was solid. Uh, thoughts on Ponga? He didn't look as energetic as I would have hoped. He looked
2: disinterested to me. And that's probably harsh, I don't know. Because, you know what, I shouldn't say that. Because in defence he came up with some big Yeah, some big yeah, efforts. he really like, Not disinterested, but just in attack, I don't know. He just looked like he couldn't quite find his way. Mm. I don't know, it was a... I don't know. It's been a reasonably disappointing... T- Mate, I can't believe I'm sitting here saying I've been disappointed in Ponga's last two games, but Newcastle are heaps better than I thought they'd be. Mm. If you know what I mean. Which like, is probably a good sign. Oh, it's a great sign. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I, And I, I, I think Kurt Mann has had played a big role in that.
0: Yeah, he's been a good
2: 13. The, sure. the centre third, like third, they're, they're essentially splitting the field into three. Kloon's yeah. got the left, Clifford on the right, and then Do Kurt you think Mann. it's more a case of is just trying to find where he fits again. I think it's so. a new spine. Yeah, it is a new spine, and they're playing very differently too. Yeah, um, and I think he'd he'd obviously found a bit of safety in Mitchell Pearce, and Pearce knew how to use him as yeah, well. For sure. Whereas these guys, they're still trying to work themselves out. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> man, I'm so mixed on Newcastle. Yeah, man. I'm mixed as because I like. I thought there was periods there where they looked really, really good. <laughs> so many things I see that I'm like, Fuck. mate, I mean, if you would have said to me, KP will be really quiet and the Saifiches, both of them won't play and they compete with the Melbourne Storm.
0: I would have said no going, way. What
2: planet are you on? Yeah,
0: for sure. Absolutely.
2: Like, I mean, you take out their two best middles, you take the two best middles out of any side, they should really battle. Yeah. They hung in there. I Melbourne Storm made a few. I mean, at the same time, Melbourne, I think they, they had one where they, they grounded in the corner, they put it on the line you know, people said, oh, it, it, it should have been 30 to 10. It's like, yeah, okay. Brandon Smith also chipped over the top like he was kicking a balloon. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just, I, I think Newcastle held their own considering the guys. I would be very interested to know why the Saifidis didn't play. Yeah, must I mean, injuries, surely. Both of them? They both played the week before. They were both named as a, I don't know. Maybe resting. Resting, I don't know, but I, I would have thought that it would have been really good to give Melbourne the Spine another opportunity. Maybe they were a bit
0: like, we don't want to get them bashed up. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I thought it was a good showing for the Knights, really, to be honest. I thought that, you have to remember, this is the storm. like This is the Melbourne storm. Uh, I thought Tyson Rizal was fantastic. I think Clune and Clifford could really build something there. I Put it this way, they're half. Uh, pairing Gave me much more confidence Than what I was feeling Heaps more You know Six weeks like, oh. f- Four weeks ago When Bra- uh, Braley went down I'm thinking Oh shit Watching Clune Play as well as he did And Clifford be solid um, So I- I'm in a better space With the, the Knights yeah. here The only space. thing
2: I worry about Is that I remember sitting here At the same point last year Watching trials And watching Connor Watson At 13 Going he's going to be A revelation mm-hmm. here O'Brien swapped And changed him yeah. All year I'm hoping The Joey influence mm-hmm. I'm hoping Joey is sitting there going, You need to keep Kurt Mann on the field for as much as he can. It's the other thing with Kurt Mann and it'll sound like a negative, but he's too tough for his own. Oh, absolutely. Good. He, he will him- he's gonna tackle himself into yeah. an injury eventually at third. Surely
0: aim. if you if you're Joey, if you're the coach, say, Kurt, we want you to get through work, but we need you an attack so bad, don't get through too much work yeah. in defence. Um, it's hard saying that to I know, Kurt I know, Mann, I know. he's such That's a battler. The- he's such a battler. Fuck you, look good, Jerome. I know we're Bouncing around here, but Jerome Hughes looked so good. Uh, Jerome Hughes, Munster firing, that's scary. With a uh, Harry Grant.
2: Grant only played twenty minutes, too. And, oh.
0: and and you've got Cheese at thirteen. Oh man, they're so good. And, and Pabby Hussen didn't even play.
2: Pabby didn't play and it made if Nass keeps coming off the bench like he did the Four. other day. Fuck.
0: Yeah. It's uh they're so good to storm. Yeah, look, I'm in a better space with the Knights than I was. I'm in yeah. a better space. Uh, is it Randell
2: at nine? Yeah, Randall. He looks. I thought thought he'd been okay. He's doing a job. He's, you know. Yeah, he's doing a job. He's solid. Um, You know what you're going to get out of him. Yep, for sure. And he's going to deliver that every single week. So you build around that. And they've, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, We all saw the the clip of Kafusi recruiting Ponga. That was fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's serious, guys. There was one. There was one guy that left a comment. was like. Bloke beer mustn't be selling in Newcastle because you want the worst for the Knights. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, it's a joke. I don't actually think Kafusi is recruiting him. Um, I thought it was funny though, like that to play on it. Um, yeah, look, I think positive signs for both sides. Storm look red hot uh, with crazy depth, and the, the Knights look much better than we thought. I, and I think the key is the fact that Kloon, like, if, if I'm being totally honest, for me Kloon wasn't even in the starting side. Going there, he was more of a a depth half, but he has really, really impressed me. Like, really impressed me. I was just like digging into the line, squaring up the defence, all that kind of stuff. I I was impressed. I was impressed. So, look, I think there's a glimmer of hope for the Knights. I really do. A glimmer of hope.
2: Uh, It's great for Clune, isn't it? I mean, respectfully to him, if he was at the Dragons, yeah, he wouldn't get it. He wouldn't get a start. He wouldn't. I I don't think he'd even be in the conversation. Mm. I mean. We'd Which is talk- a bit unfair because he's 47. Yeah. But now he arrives at Newcastle, he gets an opportunity. Granted, at a team that I don't know, I, I'm nervous about, but he gets an opportunity. He gets a, He gets a shot shot to work with Joey too.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, it's absolutely. huge. Um, that is it for the week, guys. Have you got anything going on, Guru? Yeah, no, we've got a Supercoach show on Tuesday night that we launched last week, beers yep. and break-evens. That'll be back this week. So if you're a Supercoach fan come and join us for that one Supercoach yeah. all you Supercoach fans that love Bloke in a Bar um, brought to you by Bloke in <laughs> a
0: Bar we're making waves uh, see look I tell you what like we, we don't hate Supercoach we just make jokes about it. we just make jokes about them, <laughs> jokes about them. Uh, guys next Tuesday uh, sorry next Monday the 7th new Bloke merch dropping first of the year you cannot I'm telling you you're going to love this grab a case of Bloke in a Bar and I'll go and fuck myself thank you